Welcome. Uh, sorry, we're slightly late. I, um, you know, took me a while to get ready today, so I'll, I'll take the blame. Uh, but we have a great show. We are going to get to the receivers. We did not get to last week. We didn't get to them, but this week we will. We will get to them. We're going to go, last week we did the top five. This week we're going to go to about eh, somewhere between 25 and 30. We're going to get, we're going to go about, you know, additional 25 to 30, you know, additional 20 to 25 more players. Because that's the main range, you know, that's the main range of players in a redraft format. That's going to be the core of your team at, uh, to some degree. You know, we start a lot of wide receivers. Some leagues start three. So, you yeah. know, we're gonna, these are going to be important players for 2022. And whether even if you're not playing redraft, let's say you're playing dynasty, it's important to know how these players stack up for 2022 because if you're competing or if you're rebuilding and you want to sell to someone who's competing, it'll give you a good idea of what kind of value to look for. So that's what we have uh, coming up on the show. Uh, and then, yeah, so... Uh, Welcome back, everyone. Uh, do you want to let's go around and just kind of give like some life updates or any anything you want to say? We can start with the guests. So Hutch, go first. Um, honestly, nothing crazy going on this week. Sorry, guys, I don't have any crazy fun stories. But uh, yeah, I mean, life's just been going great, and I'd appreciate if you all go follow me on Twitter at tyfmnfl if you don't already. Oh gosh, we're, I I don't know how to go diagonal with the arrows. <laughs> Yeah, it's never point in the right direction. It's always so <laughs> tough to point in the right direction. <laughs> but no, it's, that's good to hear. Sometimes, you know, crazy isn't the best thing. So yeah, I had a nice weekend uh, at, at a beach house with my friend celebrating her 25th. So nice. I'm burnt as a lobster, but, you know, we're, we're here. I'm ready to talk some football. Worth it. Always worth it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Of course, of course. I got nothing crazy either. I got back into writing though, so I'm happy about that, but that's about it. Ryan, you're under fire. Again, every time. <laughs> Look, I man. like I like this new lighting. This new lighting that I have is great because you can see me great and you can't see anything else. You yeah, can't see anything cool. else. You can't see the background. You can't see yeah. my bed. You can't see it anyway because of the way the angle is. But you can't yeah. see it. You can't see whether my bed, which is not made right now, by the way, but you can't see it. Oh, well, yeah. I, told you, I, I told you, my bed is never made, never, but you can't see it. So I am, I'm like the same way. My bed is almost never made. But my yeah, bed I, is almost never made either. If, I, no, if I had a background would, like you, Tyler, I would not show it off either. I probably wasn't like you did. I probably would never, I probably would, I never make my bed because I'm lazy. I'm lazy. And, you know, even though I probably should, my bed is, we're not going there. We're not going there. Maybe I want to, but we're not going there. I probably should uh, make my bed. My bed is made Mondays from 3 to 4.30. <laughs> wow. Wow. Commitment okay. to the show. Now right. we know. Right. Now yeah. we know. Now, now you'll never be able to yeah. let that down. Now we know. <laughs> People just heard it. They heard what Ryan said. Uh, I go. This is already going off the rails. Ryan, you know um, we're live, right? What? Uh, yeah, you know. Ryan, you were live, right? <laughs> so, yeah, I will say, I will say, and this, I promise, this is gonna last like a minute. I will say, if you're on Twitter, you saw what I posted on Twitter about, you know, supporting the like women's right, a woman's right to choose, being pro-choice, etc whatever you want to call it. You saw what I posted. It's out there. I don't regret posting it. I certainly stand by it. It's how I felt for years, my whole life, really. 
nothing's ever changed. Uh, I still feel that way now that we're on the show, obviously, like I won't back down from that. And, you know, I'm not sorry that I posted it. And I think that, look, I, I realize that this show is mostly an escape for people. Uh, and I want to keep it that way. This isn't going to be a political soapbox. This is not going to last very, this conversation is not going to yeah. last very long. Um, but I just wanted to say that I, um, you know, that's how I feel. And if you, I want people to follow me and watch my show for me. And that's me. That's, that's how I feel. Uh, and I'm not going to change my mind. So, you know, if you don't like it, you don't, you know, and that's why you don't want to watch my show or follow me on Twitter. Like go, like, I don't, I don't care. I'm, I want you guys to follow me for me and I'm not going to be someone else. And, and I think we know that I don't do that. I, I don't do bullshit on this show. I don't, you know, if I say it's about everything, I'm like this about everything. If I see a trade that I hate, I'm going to say, I hate it. I disagree with my co-host strongly. And I think that they're saying something that's hurtful advice. I'll say it. I don't care. So like, I just want, you know, that's authentically how I feel. I have probably been too quiet for too long and you know, I just felt, I feel free now. You know, I feel like I can be me, at least to some degree. So I just wanted to say that. I meant to say that at the start of the show, but, you know, it, it's just something that I feel like is important. And uh, yeah, I don't really want to, we don't have to, I, honestly, like, I don't really want to talk about it uh, too much anymore. We can, you know, we'll talk about it offline uh, between us if we need to. But uh, outside of that, I just, um, appreciate all the support I got on that post. Um, I don't know if everyone's seen it. I can put a link at some point. And uh, yeah, I just uh, appreciate everyone sticking with me. And um, yeah, let's, uh, <laughs> I know it's tough to transition to that from <laughs> yeah, I get it. that for something else. And, and, and that that is obviously difficult, but that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do because I believe that it's important that even in difficult times, we still talk about fun things like football and, and have fun. So let's, um, we're going to go back to the comments and just thanks for letting me have a couple minutes to talk about that. <laughs> uh, yeah. You guys and the audience. <laughs> um, thank you. Thanks for letting me. Uh, <laughs> all right. So yeah. Ooh. Okay. I really like this comment from peanut butter jelly time. It's meteor Monday this week. Oh, this is it an is. inside joke. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is an inside joke. So it's a Patreon. It's an inside joke? I thought there was actually a meteor shower tonight. No, 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 <laughs> no, it's an inside joke. So yeah. if you join my Patreon, you'll get it. You'll get it, but for I'm now, your Patreon. there is a meteor shower tonight, though. No, no, it's a big oh. lie. Ryan's spreading fake news. Yeah, uh, dude, know. I don't know. <laughs> That's funny. This whole conversation. This is another inside joke, uh, which we'll get to. Uh, I can explain that some other time. Uh, I'm Jesse. Looking forward to the show. <laughs> Thank you, Jesse. Jesse's one of our more most loyal listeners. So both to this Absolutely. and SDLA. So I, I appreciate you, Jesse. Um, <laughs> We I only focused on the first part of this comment, but uh, what about the second part? Higgins in the 203 or DJ Moore in a 23 first one QB start nine? I, easy, right? It's easy for me, but maybe, maybe it's not so easy. I think I'm going to take Higgins here, actually. Okay, so it's not easy because that's not the easy side for me. Yeah, I, think <laughs> I think it's Higgins here for me. I really don't believe enough in DJ Moore. I don't believe enough in the Panthers to get a quarterback to supply DJ Moore with great fantasy points. So I think I think Higgins in the two or three is enough for DJ Moore in 23 first. I think it's a I don't think it's a horrible trade though. But I, I I'm just all in on Higgins. I'm just a Higgins fanboy for the forever. 
What do, you, what do you think, Tyler? You seem you'd like you disagree. Well, of course I disagree. Yeah. Of course I disagree. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I said that I disagree. Yeah, I, I disagree. Yeah. Because I don't, I mean, I see Higgins as better than DJ Moore, but not that much better. I mean, not that much better. I mean, he, what is Higgins ceiling really? I mean, wide receiver eight in a season, eight, nine. I mean, what is DJ Moore ceiling? 11, 12. I mean, it was, how different is that? Different enough to give up a 23 first? No, I'm not going to give up a 23 first. That's so risky. That 23 first, I mean, we know how good the 23 more first is. finished better than 16 in, in PPR on a season. Yeah. Exactly. So if I said his ceiling was 11 or 12, that's not, that, that seems like that's the answer that if he's never finished better than 16, 11 or 12, he's had terrible quarterback play. He actually had, I didn't say his ceiling was five. I think there are some people who think that DJ Moore's ceiling is five. I, I yeah, don't think that, but I also think that maybe I'm lower on T Higgins ceiling that because I said it was eight or nine. And I, for you to like this trade, you can't agree with that. You have to think that T Higgins ceiling is higher. Yeah, I think, T Higgins, I think T. Higgins can hit like five or six on a season. Just don't see it. Not unless Jamar Chase gets hurt. I mean, I, that was, I was going to say the, the factor that plays into, into it for me is Jamar Chase. So it's like, obviously, yeah. if he goes down, the ceiling is like one, one or three, like for him. But yeah, oh, um, we can't, assume, yeah. We can't as, assume an injury. Yeah. But as we long can't. as he's there, I, I think, I mean, I'd like to be, you know, optimistic and say he could still get to like six, seven, eight, but like I I also am high on DJ Moore. And 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 then the 23 first, I think, is is still the most valuable asset probably in the deal. So well, I don't think so. I, I mean like in a one, in a one QB, no. I, I guess QB, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a one QB, you know, but, QB, but still no. that's the deciding factor versus two guys that I don't see as big of a difference between 203 this year and a 23 first like that difference isn't big enough so let me let me this i think this might help you or help us see why t higgins <laughs> ceiling isn't that high so let me read you a stat line i'll read you a stat line this the uh, from 2020 me. yep oh, no. 88 receptions for 1400 yards on 125 targets and seven touchdowns and then the year after, you got 167 targets, 108 receptions, 1,616 yards, and 10 touchdowns. You know what those stat lines are? Interestingly, no, I don't. No, you don't. Those stat lines are Justin Jefferson rookie year to Justin Jefferson year two. Now, yeah. let's let's just coincidentally, let's hear Jamar Chase's rookie stat line and see if it sounds familiar. Yeah, he's going to get more. Yeah, I know you're right. right. The 81 targets, 81 yeah. receptions, 128 targets. We still had 1,455 yards, but let fewer targets. So what do we think might happen from year one to year Yeah, Jamar two? Chase is going to get a lot more volume. It's definitely going to happen. But, you so also, but there's but not infinite all, volume. Yes, I know. But you also got to think about the Bengals were a below average team in pass attempts this year. Not many yeah, people yeah. see that or realize that. They were a below average team in pass attempts. They were just over, barely over 30 a game. And I feel like after watching Joe Burrow this past season, what he was able to do for this team, those pass attempts could reach like the top 10, top five in the NFL. And at that point, with uh, with CJ Zuma gone, there's some more uh, volume opening up. Like this offense could be just surrounded with T. Higgins, Jamar Chase getting tons and tons of volume. So I I, th I think the Bengals are gonna the pass temps are gonna go up and I, there's gonna be enough room for T Higgins and Jamar Chase to both be top ten wide receivers. I mean, I hear you, but you're also I love Joe Burrow. 
You think he's going to duplicate completing 70.4% of his passes? 70.4. You think that's he's going to duplicate that? No. Better than Patrick Mahomes has ever done, isn't it? There's no way. I believe so. There's, he's not going to duplicate that. Is he going to duplicate his 6.5% touchdown believe- rate? Maybe. That's high. That's what I was going to say. Is he going to duplicate 8.9 yards an attempt? That is like an other world, or otherworldly number. Very high. Is yeah. he going to be that good? I mean, I think he's great. Don't, don't get me wrong. I think he's great. But is he, if he duplicated those numbers, those efficiency numbers over his entire career, he would be the best passing quarterback of all time. Can he do that on more volume and consistently? I'm going to say no. And that's why I don't have Joe Burrow ranked ahead of Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson in Dynasty because he has to complete that efficiency and increase the volume to actually be better than them. Essentially, he has to be Justin Herbert, uh, who actually did that. Uh, But, you know, yeah, that's uh, just that's neither here nor there. But either way, that's why I um, am more in on uh, less in on T Higgins. But when I say less in, how less in am I? Like, what do I have T Higgins as in Dynasty? I have him at wide receiver, Dynasty wide receiver eight. <laughs> so it's not like I'm out, but no, you uh, give me the 23 first. It's, I'm all in on 23 first. And this is, this, is, this is the kind of deal you'd see me make. This is the kind of deal I'm making all the time to trade. The, I would make this deal. This is exactly the kind of deal I would seek to make if I had. Yeah. <laughs> With the 23 first, it's interesting though, because if you, because we don't know what the 23 first is and we can't really assume anything. But if you're getting this 23 first from like a rebuilding team, that makes it a lot more interesting for me because that means a top three pick. And that's like, oh, you never know. You never know. What never if, know. Yeah, what if it was last it. year? Yeah. What if it yeah. was last year and they thought, oh, I'm, I'm loaded. I have Cam Akers. I have J.K. Dobbins. I have Travis Etienne at running back. I have great running backs. And then boom, in a two week period, they go Wrong from much. a strong contender to nothing, nothing at all. And then that 23 first becomes early. What if that, ha- I mean, that could happen at any time. There's still two months until the season starts. So we, we don't know where that 23 first is going to be. I have seen the best team, the best dynasty team like ever, just go up and smoke. And then that oh, doesn't yeah. even count getting unlucky. That doesn't even count during the season getting unlucky where it just doesn't go your way. Like yeah. that happens too. So I, I don't – this is certainly not somewhere where I'd risk giving up my 23 first. It's, it's not worth it. Um, yeah. But I, uh, I will get off my soapbox. Um, it's, it's a true soapbox though. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> All right. What's up? Yeah, we did that. I also right. think DJ Moore is undervalued. I want to add that real quick in dynasty. Yeah. <laughs> and yes, I, I soapbox if I think the content is good, but, but they, <laughs> whatever. Uh, I traded Montgomery for Mike Evans in dynasty and what I think is a win now team. Is it a good move? Yes. Uh, that's a great move. I like that a lot. I would much prefer Mike Evans. Yeah. Why don't we talk about Mike Evans later? When we, we're going to get to Mike Evans, right? Well, obviously, we're going to get, get to Mike, Mike Evans guy. really quick. We're going to get to Mike Evans. No, quick, I was going to say pretty let's, quickly. Let's table this one. Yeah. And talk about, talk yeah. about Evans later. Uh, JJ, yes. Justin Jefferson, you got it, Jesse. You got it. <laughs> uh, all right. Who is y'all's comeback player of the year in 2020? Oh, good question. Thanks, Josh. By the way, this is Josh. I, I love Josh. Um, player of the year. Uh, good question. Um, I like, I actually like this question a lot. I mean, given my rankings, it's Christian McCaffrey. I mean, I have okay, Christian yeah. McCaffrey ranked at two. So yeah, it feels like a cop out answer, though. It's a cop out answer, but 
it's a cop out answer, but that's my answer, right? I mean, yeah, my that is that's a great answer. I yeah. want to throw. Oh man, I mean I that that is the answer. But I don't know how much faith I have in this player, but I do want to throw a dart at Saquon Barkley as well. I think he could absolutely have a bounce back season. Um, I think he's gonna have a bounce back to a. To failure, failure. Yeah, I don't. Failure bounce. Yeah. I, I, I said I don't have much faith. I really, no really faith. don't have much I don't, faith at all. I'm looking at the Vegas odds right now, and I don't see Saquon's name listed, so I don't think he qualifies. Because I see Gus Edwards down here, and I assume Saquon would have higher odds. Wow. Savage. So I don't wow. think he qualifies, but Derrick Henry qualifies. So I have to throw that name in the mix. I like Derrick. I like. Oh, yeah, that's a great. Because like he was yeah, injured. Name. Yeah, but but yeah, Christian McCaffrey great. among yeah. fantasy relevant players is the chalk name. Yeah, he is definitely the the chalk name to throw in that conversation. Uh, could you throw Lamar Jackson in there? No, he wasn't that bad. Like he wasn't that bad. He was just that bad. He was just fine. Year, yeah. I mean, there were winning games when he was on the field. Maybe Ryan Tannehill, because he was like he was How, pretty frustrating. He was so bad that he led the Titans to a number one seed. He was bad for us, but that's not that's not what they're giving the award for. Yeah, he was bad for us, yeah. but he led the Titans to the number one seed at first round by. So I, I don't think that he counts. Trevor yeah. Lawrence would be a reasonable name for comeback player of the year. Trevor though. Lawrence or any, any, of rookies, any of the rookies, honestly, besides. Uh, I would say, uh, yeah, any of them, really. Yeah, Zach Trey Wilson, Lance Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence. Trey Lance didn't really play, but Zach he Wilson, Justin Zach Wilson, or Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Any of those three could easily definitely definitely win. Absolutely. Any of them. Uh, yeah. I would say Zach Wilson was so bad that he would have a, a good case if he was any. If he was what about James Winston? What if he like leads the Saints to yeah. the playoffs after an ACL? Yeah, match? but the thing is, James Winston like had a winning record when he was on it. Like, I don't think people remember him as being bad. He just got hurt, which I guess yeah, he just helped him qualify for the award. But I just yeah. don't think he's going to. I mean, be I just remember yeah, thirty yeah. and thirty. <laughs> yeah, I just don't They're think he's going to be good enough yeah. to qualify. Yeah, because I, I think Trevor yeah. Lawrence really could be. He, he would yeah. be my quarterback if I had to pick one for comeback player of the year. Mm-hmm. But just given the names, the only fantasy relevant player I think has a real shot at being comeback player of the year is Christian McCaffrey. Is, yeah, it's Christian. I, I think otherwise it will not be a fantasy relevant position. Or Derrick Henry. I think CMC or Derrick Henry. Are yeah, the two. problem is Derrick Henry actually put up eight good games last year, whereas Christian McCaffrey, it's been two years, a two year comeback. So yeah, that I think comeback. people will reward that. Uh, yeah, but I actually really liked that question. That was good, even yeah. when it was fantasy related. Yeah, that's a fun question. It, yeah. It's a fun question. You know, this show is about fun. It's in June. Nobody's really drafting anything yet, so it's, I'll take some extra time for some fun questions right now. Um, oh, Darren. Oh, welcome, Darren. Darren and I did a Patreon show a while back, uh, going through one of his teams. So one of my most loyal supporters. Um, do you think about changing a strategy in a dynasty empire league that resets if someone wins the league two years in a row or any three years? Sure, I've heard of such a thing. I've heard of the first yeah. part, but I'm not sure if I've heard the second part. Where if yeah, someone wins, I barely the- ever. I don't know if I have much how good I can answer this question because I barely heard of like any my like that. My question. initial thought would be unless you're trading. I mean, unless there's someone that had. Uh, oh, it's two years. Wait, or any years. three years? Oh, or I've seen. Okay. Years. I've seen if they win three years in a row, then you draft. And it's like, if someone has won two years in a row at that point, you got to maybe bring that into play. But I I don't, I feel like it's pretty, I don't think it would change my strategy all too much. It's tough because like, it's tough because I feel like now with this new format, maybe like a long-term rebuild might be a bad idea because if you tried Mm -hmm. to a long-term rebuild, 
and someone wins like three championships in the next five years, you might be done for right as Ooh, you're starting to get ready to yeah, win. Yeah. So maybe like those deep long-term rebuilds are just not a great idea because you might end up just being reset right after you start I'm doing more it. So. Like, yeah, I'm more likely to just draft try to win players. Yeah, I, I'm less yeah, likely to, to win trade away year. for future picks yeah. um, than I would be otherwise. But yeah, I still won't, yeah. you know, I still won't put on a, a bunch of old players or anything, but yeah, definitely less trading for future picks than I would otherwise. Because think about it, every year could be the year where your league now resets. I know. Because if someone wins yeah. two years in a row, it's over. And so that's another thing. Another thing is that the, this league is not going to last forever. This league yeah. is going to end. So since it's, we know it's going to end, then a forever rebuild is not, is not as good of a strategy. So I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Dak, question mark for comeback player. What is he coming back hmm. from? Dak last year was a good candidate for comeback player of the year. But this yeah, year, Dak last year, this year, no. What, like, he, what is he coming back from? You got to remember I mean, that just because he wasn't, this is Ryan yeah. Tannehill all over again. Just because he wasn't good for our fantasy teams or wasn't as good as we wanted for our fantasy teams does not mean that he's the comeback player of the year. If we're talking about the fantasy yeah, comeback player bad. of the year, it's even more Christian McCaffrey. Than yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. But, uh, okay. Barkley will be great this year. Uh, he's just here. <laughs> take that leap of faith guaranteed. Uh, yeah, no, I think he'll be great, uh, you know, getting injured again. Uh, that that will be very good, and it will be there will be big failure because he looked so bad last year, so bad. What was the excuse? He had plenty of time. There was plenty of time for him to be healthy. It took too long to recover from the ACL tear, and then of course because he wasn't ready, then he got hurt again. And you could say, oh, it was a coincidence. So someone stepped on his foot. Well, why is he getting hurt again? It was every year in 2019 there was an injury, and then it took a long time, and then he come back wasn't good. Then 2020 didn't look good in the two games he played, by the way. People don't want to talk about that. They don't want to remember that. But he didn't look good in the two games he played. And then an ACL yeah, tear. Sucked. Then in 2021, he comes out bad again. He looks terrible. And then we have what? Oh, I see one good game. There was one good game. Anyone can have one good game. And then people are saying, oh, he was back. It was going to be, there was going to be 10 more good games. You don't know that. How do you know that there was going to be 10 more good games? It didn't happen. So because it didn't happen, that can't be a guarantee. So... No, yeah. it's not. A, it, there's no guarantee. I think it's more likely that he's RB 25 than RB 5. So, no, I'm not interested in Saquon Barkley at all. I don't I don't get it. Yeah, I just – I he is interesting because his price could go lower, but I just – when I'm in a draft, I can't click the – I can't so I can't hard click to click the button. So hard to click. It. It's so hard to do it. do it. Like, it's so just hard. so hard to do it because you know <laughs> the amount – because, like, if he ends up failing like he did last year because – even when he was on the field last year, his backups were out playing him. He sucked. No, Devontae. It wasn't like an ACL tear. Oh, you throw, you just drop him, and it's done. You started him. I know you started him all those down. weeks, and he lit you up. He sucked, and he let you down. If you're I in that people. roller coaster again, I, I beg them, I please. Well. I beg them, please don't. Stop. Please don't do it. Don't do it. Starting roster. Yeah, if you go through that roller coaster again, because that just like that's ruins your team. Like your team is done for if that happens to you again. Like you just can't win with him in your lineup. Like yeah. that. it's also, just. I, I'm gonna take us into the wide receivers very soon. I promise. Yeah. All right. Uh, I will take this one, and then I'll take us into wide receivers. Do you guys feel right. like it will be a 50-50 timeshare in Green Bay with Jones this and Dylan, or more usage for Jones? With him possibly moving on after the season, getting all the camp from him. Yes, I'm taking this one because I think nobody agrees with my opinion, so we're only going to hear. Yes, I think it's going to be a 50-50 timeshare. Uh, I think yeah, Dylan's going to get more work. Oh, you agree? Okay, I, I agree. Know, I, I know Conan doesn't agree. Ryan also somewhat doesn't agree. Um, yeah, I don't but, know about 50-50, but 
Yeah, no, I think it'll actually be 60-40 in favor of Dylan. Uh, but these are minor Ooh, details. Okay, okay. Uh, you know, Jones, I only have higher because it's a PPR game. If, if we were playing, you know, who gets more touches, I would bet on Dylan. But in fantasy, I think Jones will be worth more because of the way we score. But I think for the Packers... They were not- in like five touches of each other last year. Like they Dylan had, had like more cares. They each had 220-something touches last year. I mean, yeah, I, Jones had a think, few more receptions. It was close. Uh, and, and Jones also, I believe, played two, one or two less games. But Yeah, Jones yeah. did in a couple of games, yeah. I always say – I said it once. I said it on the running back show. I'll say it again here. Jones is the only running back who's being taken in the top 15 who has a healthy outcome of RB30. There's no one else. Not even Saquon Barkley. Not even Saquon Barkley has a healthy outcome of RB30 where that player remains healthy and they finish at RB30. No one else, only Aaron Jones, no one else. So just know what you're buying. Know what you're buying. That's what you're buying. So just yes, so, be aware of that. Yeah. So last year, yeah, last year, Aaron Jones averaged 14.9 total touches a game while Dylan averaged 13 even. Okay, so that was, that was the average. So about two more touches would, a game per, for, uh, for Jones. So yeah, I think a 50-50 split is totally fair to, accept, to uh, expect. Yeah. No, a lot of it is that I have them both lower like i've seen people who are in on green bay i have jones at 16 and dylan at 25 i've seen people have them just move them up five each and have jones at 11 and dylan at 20 and so a lot yeah, of I have dylan i have dylan at 22 and then i have jones at 16 oh so you have jones in the same place i do and dylan higher so yes yeah uh, i believe agree on jones i believe in this backfield yeah I, I believe in the packers i think the least of, of the four of us all right, so let's let's get to the two news pieces I had on the um, sheet because I had videos on the channel about those. So there were two videos. I recorded two short videos this week, and I think that those are really important. And that's why people should subscribe, like the, the videos, comment, hit the bell so you're notified, especially about those because I don't promote those. Those just come up. The first of the news came, came up, and then the short video was recorded. There was no, I don't know when the news is going to come. So I don't know when the video is going to happen. So if you hit the bell, you'll know when the video comes. And they're only they're less than 60 seconds, 60 seconds or less. So, you know, it only takes a minute to watch them. So I, I've really tried to provide that to provide extra content for the people because I know the people want extra content. Uh, so it's been like a good, flexible way for me to do it. I can do it from my phone, wherever I am, still record it. Uh, so I've been doing those. Those have been great. So I had two this week. Uh, one on Rob Gronkowski's retirement, which, you know, happened. Uh, so just quickly. <laughs> Yes or no? Does Rob Gronkowski play in the NFL again? Yes, I think he does. I, I, don't, I don't believe him. You yes, don't believe him? Again. Conan? He'll play NFL football again. If, if I had to pick one, probably going yes. My just based on no. what his agent said, too. It's just like that he retired, and then he's like, yeah, you know, if Tom called him, <laughs> it's like, yeah. Like okay. who and who retires like that? It's like oh, you know, if if his buddy calls again, it's like his buddy's me. gonna call and, and me. That I'll retire like that. You know, I'll be <laughs> like I'm done. But if someone I like, if you call me, I'm still me. Call me. I'm still. I can still do it. And it's so that's what I'm saying. And it's just like you don't think in. Let's not even beginning of the season before the season. You don't think if in like week six or something. Brady's like, hey, like, you want to come come back? He's no, gonna I say, get it. I get it. Like, <laughs> yeah. I get it. If I re- if I walked away, look, I'm gonna walk away from doing fantasy football content when I do. I'm gonna walk away when I still have it, not when I'm washed up. So like, and you know, I could definitely see it where if in like five years I walk away from doing this and it's week six and I'm like, 
fuck. I really want, I really want to do a show. I, I miss this. Like I'm getting the itch. Like, you know, it's like someone, there's yeah. still definitely be people who want me. Like they call me like, what? A, well, all right, fine, fine. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. I, I could, <laughs> I could definitely see it. So I, I get how he's feeling, but yes, uh, exactly. I, I am going to say no. I, I think he's done. I, I think, I think this is. Oh, he's not, he's not done. I just drafted him on a best ball team last night. So I have to say yes. <laughs> By default. Wow. Wait. Uh, yes, I'm bad at moving on. I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm doing you in the car now. Let's no, get yeah, I'm aware of that. I will the say, are waiting. when the I feel like waiting. it's good, when I feel like it's good, I keep going. When I feel like it's a mess, I usually try to move on. But I feel like this is <laughs> um, uh, Yeah, it, we'll talk. We'll, I'll say, I don't have him ranked as an RB1, but go, go back to the- I don't um, have him right now. But if he's fully healthy when he comes to the season, yes, he will be in our We talked about this on the running back show, and I wish we had good timestamps, but we don't. Sorry. <laughs> um, it's probably near the end of the first RB episode. That was me trying to tell someone to do that. <laughs> oh, did I say that out loud? Oh, sorry, that was that was supposed to stay in my brain, but oh, it slipped out. Oh, well. Um, <laughs> all right. So yeah, so I had my the video on Rob Gronkowski. We talked about that. And then I had the Camara video, the one about his suspension. Uh, I will just say that uh, that suspension could be coming down at any time. Uh, I do think yeah. we'll, I hope we'll know. I hope this is not an Ezekiel Elliott from 2017 situation all over again. Because if you remember, the way that worked is there was a six-game suspension, and then there wasn't a suspension. And there was a suspension, and there wasn't going to be. And then it was going to be at a certain time. And then it was not at that time. And then it moved on. And then it came down right at the end of the season, all the way through the fantasy playoffs. And, you know, it, I hope we don't have to deal with that. But yeah, that would be is, I think that is what we're going to have to do. Yeah, that might. So, that very I am fading Alvin Kamara in redraft. I'm just not. I'm just not drafting him. I'm expecting yeah. that that six-game suspension is going to be imposed at some point this year. So... Mm-hmm. Just be aware of that. I talked about it in the video. Uh, and if Abram Smith, if Abram Smith is on your dynasty waiver wire, I would I would pick him up. Mark Ingram, obviously, but I, I don't think Mark Ingram is on most waiver wires. I don't. No, he's I, not, I don't he's think he's out there. Though. He's rostered. But, but if he is, I would pick him up. But yeah. Abram Smith, yeah. I feel like, is the pickup uh, that actually might be out there. Uh, the undrafted free agent this year. We know Tony Jones is bad. We we know he sucks. We saw him suck. I don't I don't need to see more. Yeah, Tony, I, I've no. seen enough of a failure. Failure Jones, who can't do anything. Uh, but Abram Smith is much better. Maybe. It could be. Anyway, enough of that. Uh, let's move on. So, uh, Hutch, you're here now. So we talked about the top five yeah. last week. Okay. Uh, our top five, we all had the same top five. Uh, not in the same order. But we all had some combination of Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, and Justin Jefferson as the top three. Okay, that's me too. So I've got my redraft rankings pulled up right now. I have Cooper yeah. Cup at one, Jefferson at two, and Chase at three. Okay, so yeah, so you have uh, you're with so yeah, I have Cup one, Chase two, Jefferson three. Yeah, then, I had it that way, but then I flipped it a while ago. But yeah, yeah and then all three of those are very switchable for me. All yeah, three yeah. can be number one. That's kind of how I feel. Yeah, and then so, four or five, I have Stefan Diggs at four, and then. Zavante Adams at five. Okay, so we both, we all three of us had exactly Stefan Diggs at four. Receivers. And this exact same five and exactly Stefan Diggs at four and Devontae Adams at five with those first okay. three. Interesting. So you're Interesting. in line with the rest of us. All right. <laughs> uh, 
which is not a surprise. Oh, and no, that's why it's not very surprising at all. No, like, I do think that bad. that's very chalky. I've seen very few, just because everyone after those five, I think serious top five. I think Debo? Debo, I've seen Debo. I've seen CD lamb in some top fives, but I really haven't. That, other than that, I don't see many other players in the top five. I think I haven't seen any five. analyst really put anyone other than those five. It, it's been those five for almost everyone that I've seen. It, and typically it's exactly cup chase and Jefferson as the top three in some order. Yeah. Cup is first and the most. Diggs uh, and Adams outside. And then yeah, Diggs and Adams at four and five. I've seen Diggs at four more, but uh I've seen it be flipped as well. So yeah. but those top five are very consensus that I've seen. Yeah, now this uh, now this is where things are gonna start to Yeah, get. and that's where we're gonna pick up today. Yeah. Um so we, we started to get into this a little bit last week. And last week, you know, I, if it was not obvious, I was really, really unhappy. Not about fantasy football, but just about my life. I'm feeling a lot better now. Uh, you know, this is probably probably the most energy you guys have seen me have in a long time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, more more of the show-dominating dialer than the, uh, you know, quiet dialer. But uh, before we cut last week's show loose, I think we talked about a little bit about this, but uh, yeah. So we have uh, starting at six, and then yeah, my tier goes all the way from six to fourteen. So kind of a big tier. Yeah, I have. So here's the thing: I've got Stefan Diggs, Devontae Adams, and then Debo Samuel at six in tier two. Okay, you have Debo in tier two. I have yeah, Debo I have. I, I have Diggs and Adams uh, in their own tier, and then six starts a okay. new tier. Okay, yeah, seven starts the new tier for me. So Debo. So okay. So yeah. let's we can just start with Debo. talking about Debo. Yeah. Because I have Debo you, at. Y'all have him at six or no. no? No, I have Lamb at six. I have Debo at eight. Seven. So oh, so I'm the highest on Debo here. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah I don't. I don't like. Uh, I think if I knew that Debo had a contract extension and was going to be as featured in the 49ers offense as he was last year then I would have him at six, but I don't know any of that. So since I don't know that, then I don't have him at six. Yeah. I'm assuming that he, I'm assuming here that he get, I like, I, I have full faith that the 49ers are going to give him a contract and that he's going to be, you know, used in the offense in a primary role, maybe not as much in the running game, but whatever is not in the running game, he's going to be used a lot more in the passing game because down the stretch where you look at his passing numbers, like his actual like receptions, they were pretty low. Like he yeah, was no, I know. all runner. He was an all running back. Like I he was know. a full-time running back basically for the 49ers. So, but I think they drafted, uh, why can't I remember his name? Third round rookie running back that they just drafted. Tyrion like, Davis Price. Tyrion Davis Price. Davis Price, right? I think they yeah. drafted him to take Debo's rush attempts, use him as a running back and get Debo more wide receiver. So Debo's not upset with his usage. So I think we see more first half Debo with some rush temps as well. And I think that's going to get him to wide receiver six. I mean, he finished the top three last year. Like I'm only moving him down a few spots. Yeah. I mean, as a fantasy manager for Debo, you actually don't want the rushing like workload. You don't. Or yeah, work no, at you all. Do, but you don't. So like, so looking yeah. at it last year, like first half of the season when he wasn't a rusher, he was, he was averaging 17.1 expected fantasy points per game. The rest of the season when he was, utilized you know as a rusher barely that much in the passing game he was expected for 12.7 and his and the ppr 
Yeah, I mean, the, P the PPR, the points per game didn't really drop that much. But like you could see how exactly like you said, like the touchdowns definitely factored into that a lot, keeping him afloat. But I mean, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I like like I said, like we want passing. We want the, the pass catcher Debo. We don't really want the hybrid like wide back Debo in fantasy, at least. And but we'll see if, you know, the team and him see that the same, because obviously they felt like it was working for them and they did it for half second half of the season. I don't, I forget what their record was second half of the season, but I mean, it was it, pretty good. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like <laughs> seven and two, seven and two. In exactly. The <laughs> yeah. So, so the that's the thing is, is like, is, is if they are going to pay him, they might be expecting that, which is understandable because it worked for them, but it, it's just, it all kind of hinges on, if he gets that big bag and how the team yeah. kind of views his usage, like, is he that, that pass catcher or is he that hybrid, you know, do everything kind of guy. But yeah, but either way, like, I mean, w whichever way we use him, he was great for fantasy in both directions. Like, but yeah, my, my argument was just that he was averaging 20 points per game in the second half of the season, but he was only expected for 12.7. Yeah. Touchdowns and it's like, yeah. So, so, and it's like first half of the season, he was expected 17. He was getting 21. So that seems a lot more, you know, doable. <laughs> yeah. You, you don't want someone that's first in fantasy points per route run and target at running back. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> so over the first eight games where he had six total carries, six carries, so not using a running back at all, really. Mm -hmm. If you extrapolate his pace from those games, he would have projected over a full season for 104 receptions, 1,874 yards, <laughs> and eight touchdowns receiving. Yeah. So that's pretty good, right? The, yeah, the only right. reason that I'm not so in on him is because I just feel like that season feels like an outlier. Like, I don't feel like any part of 2021 is real. I really don't. Like, it's not like Cooper Cup, where I actually feel like Cooper Cup, you saw it throughout his career being really good, and then you get the quarterback, and then he's special. Whereas to me, with Debo Samuel, 2021 just feels more like an outlier. That doesn't feel real. When I feel like the year before, though, he was like, I mean, even his rookie year down the stretch, he was on pace for over a thousand yeah, yards, like in the second half of the good. season. And then in his rookie season, sorry, in his second season, he also showed that when he was on the field healthy, that he was a great piece of this team. It's just that he was, he put his body on the line way too much in his second season and got him in trouble with injuries and he missed a lot of time. But he's on the field, he was awesome for fantasy. And then this year, he just stayed healthy and put it together. Yeah, that's why I have, but that's why I have him at eight. If if I I've really didn't him. believe in him, I have him way lower, but I don't. Yeah, yeah, I've got, I've got him at six. I'm just I just believe that the 49ers are going to find a way to use him and just make him the front piece of this offense because that's what they need from him. They need him to be the leader of this offense, especially with the quarterback controversy right now they have with Trey Lance and uh, Jimmy G right now. If we don't know who the starter is going to be right now, I'm I'm assuming it's Trey Lance, but we really don't know. Oh, it's it's Trey Lance. So, it's yeah. Trey. It's Trey Lance. It's Trey Lance. Yeah, yeah. Even if it's shocked. Yeah, even if three person wouldn't you, want, wouldn't you want a young rookie quarterback to be able to lean on an option like Debo Samuel, a guy who can get tons of yards after catch, a guy who can break tons of tackles? Like Debo is going to be the front of this offense no matter what. 
and he's going to get a ton of volume, which is why he should be a locked-in top eight wide receiver for fantasy. I do have to mention his two weeks that Trey Lance did start, he was 17th and 21st in fantasy point finishes. So it was, it was all right, yeah. but wasn't the deal we were used to seeing. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, and it's also like the team has George Kittle. You know, the team supposedly likes Brandon Ayuk. You know, like so. You know, we we never know. That's Allegedly. like you know, that could, that could change any given moment. But but obviously, Kittle is there. Ayuk could factor in. But I mean, it, it, we'll we'll see. I don't have him that much lower either. I have him at eight. No, nine. Yeah, but so you so what, we have him six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's still like mid wide receiver one range. So, so, okay. So yes, it's right. I forgot to mention this because I was busy uh, about other things, but yes, yes. I have to actually, I have to actually organize that. Uh, I have to go back to the other video (laughs) um, and pull up the comments but I will, and then find a way to randomize it, but I, I will do that. Uh, all, right. all right. You want to move Let's, on to number seven or the next player? Uh, we can move on to oh, this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll, uh, <laughs> yes, I'll, I'll talk about why in a second. Um, all right. So I have CD Lamb at six, uh, who we talked about a little bit last time. Uh, Conan, you put him in the tier with uh, the other, with Devontae Adams and Stefan Diggs. Uh, yeah. I definitely don't feel that way. I don't have him in that. I have him in the next tier. I've got him at 10 right now. I've been okay, at 10. I've got him at 10. So I think I might be the lowest on um, Yeah. I mean, I, I'm just a, I'm, I'm the high man on, on Lamb, I guess. But, you know, he he had 32% of routes in the slot last year. And that that's just going to go up. And I think that's where he, you know, is truly the best. We see him, you know, once he gets the ball, get past some of these guys. He was number four and I think evaded tackles per reception too. It's like, I, I think he's going to get the volume finally this year. Um, you know, hey, someone was saying Dak is a, is a comeback, right? <laughs> Where's all that going to go? Can't all go to Dr. Schultz. Yeah, it is. It is interesting. I see Lamb. I definitely do believe that he can break out and there's definitely potential there. It's just so tough for me to put him in like the top six or seven where we haven't seen it. We haven't seen it yet, like at all. It's really, really tough. And the Cowboys, they were really successful as a team last year. Like they were overall a pretty successful team. And what were they doing? They were running the ball, spreading the ball around to different options in their offense. Because I feel like if they the Cowboys really wanted CD to be that guy, like they wanted CD to be that guy in his second season, I feel like they would have given him more than like seven targets a game. I feel like Dalton. I feel like he would have eaten up some of Dalton Schultz targets. I mean, when Michael Gallup was on the field, he was averaging like six targets a game. Like Michael Gallup was a very relevant piece of this offense when he was on the field healthy. I feel like CeeDee Lamb should have been able to step up and see more targets with the competition around him. But the Cowboys, I feel like they want to spread the ball, run heavy. Their offensive line's still great. Like, I just don't see CeeDee Lamb... Uh, I, I just have a little more concerns with CD Lamb than the rest of the community, which is why I have him lower. But the potential is still there, and I'll definitely look for him in a couple of drafts for his upside. Also, if you still want to join the Patreon contest, that yeah, video, comments. Uh, yeah. leave a comment saying you're entering the Patreon contest, and I will, if you get it in before I actually pick, uh, I'll allow it. Um, yeah. Go do that. Go do that. Uh, Absolutely. It's, um, yeah. It's, 
free things. Uh, but yeah, I like CD Lamb. I like CD Lamb. So. Yeah, so hold on. I actually, I'm the lowest, right? Where do you guys all have them? Six. 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 Nine. Six. Ryan's got me nine. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we can talk about AJ Brown next. Because I think this is going to be controversial. Because uh, yeah. I have AJ Brown at seven. So I thought yeah, I, I expect that that's the highest. Yeah, I've got him at 12. Right 12. Now. I've got him at 12. So still a wide receiver one, but barely. He's in tier I three. I got him at 10. Nine. No, 10. Yeah, sorry. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm the Eagles fan. I'm the lowest in AJ Brown. That's wow. Multiple Eagles fans. Interesting. That's interesting. Interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, well, I think the seven. same reason as me for putting him that high, Tyler. Why? What's the uh, same th- I think they want to be more pass happy. I think that's what they want. I do. You know, yeah, I believe that the I believe that the Eagles will be more pass happy. And I believe that Jalen Hurts takes a step forward. I've got him at quarterback three for fantasy this year. I just see Devontae Smith being way more involved than people are seeing him. I know Tyler, you heavily already have Devonta him. Smith. We're not going to get to him today, by the way. We're not yeah. going to, I don't think oh, so. No. No. Based not, on if how we're, well, not if we're deciding think... who we're talking about by my rankings. We're not oh gonna... yeah. If we're, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, do got, you have him? Him. I've got him at 20. I've got him at 22. I have him at 37. I've moved him. So... I've moved him up lately. No, up lately. I'm at 34 You're... with him. Yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah, even I'm, lower I'm than you, but very high on Devonta Smith. I, 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 I believe in the talent of Devonta Smith. I think he's gonna get a lot of targets. And I feel like people are throwing away Dallas Goddard as well. I feel like people are just thinking that Jalen Hurts is gonna stick to AJ Brown like glue, and, and there's no other weapons here. And where do you and have Dallas Goddard? Dallas Goddard, I've got him uh, as a lower end tight end ten. ten. So not so he's not going to be amazing, but I've got I have Goddard at eight. So it's just that I despise okay. Devonta Smith compared to AJ Brown. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, I don't have I mean, Jalen Hurts that high. I only have Jalen Hurts at seven. I just have it that AJ Brown is everything, and Devonta Smith. Yeah, no, is I see it more as a one A one B type of situation. With uh, I mean, Brown and Devonta one of those two players is elite, and the other is just okay. Like that's Devonta Smith is nothing special. Nothing, nothing. He showed nothing as a rookie that was special to me. He was just okay. That's I, and you know why they traded for I AJ Brown? Very much disagree. With well, you. no, not to me because <laughs> someone like Devonta Smith. If Devonta Smith is your one, your offense is a failure. Your offense is a failure. If he's a one, he can't be a one. He didn't look like he could be a one. I don't want that as my number one. AJ Brown. Now that's someone that's elite. Someone who's elite. Someone who can command the number one role. Devonta Smith is the one. You, you can't pass the ball with him as a number one. It didn't work. It didn't work last year. They were not able to pass the ball. Why? Because they had no number one option. They had a number two wide receiver and a tight end who is good. I like Dallas Goddard. But again, you need a one. You need an alpha. You need that player. And that's what A.J. Brown is. He is an alpha. He is, a, you know, a, a, the kind of I – mean, Yeah, but now you're Calvin seeing, Johnson. Yeah, but now but you're like, seeing – I mean, Devontae Smith finished higher than your ranking last year. He finishes like, bare, like just inside. The I, top I'm aware of that. I'm aware of that. And, and that's going to change. And now he's going to go against number two cornerbacks. And he's I don't going to get less targets. I, you watch them, I've, I feel like Devontae Smith last year actually showed a lot. I think he's already a top 10 route runner in the NFL. I thought he was. He, he, gets, he gets wide open on his routes. He's so, absolutely nasty. A couple times. I've learned this lesson. I've learned this lesson from Jerry Judy. I learned because I, I think they're not that they're not that different. I learned this. I learned this lesson the hard way the first time. I agreed with you. If if we if we take away if, if I go back two years, I probably agree with you. I probably agree with you. But I learned this lesson. You can kind of look 
at a player and be like, yeah, no, they're a good route runner, but there's something missing, something missing with Devonta Smith for me. The same thing that's missing with Jerry Judy. They're missing. It's, it's what Deontay Johnson has that they don't have. It's whatever that is, whatever Deontay Johnson has that I have not seen from the, yes, good route runner, good route runner, good route runner, but there's something Deontay Johnson has that they don't. I don't know what it is because it's not size, but there's a, there's an X factor, whatever it is that allows Deontay Johnson to actually produce that the Jerry Judy and Devonta Smith could not do. That X factor is what Deontay Johnson has that these two players do not have. And I'm just, what I'm learning is that you have to actually have the targets. You have to actually see them get the targets. And it's hard to quantify because the efficiency stats don't say it's true. But that's why we always say targets are what matters. Targets are earned. And that's the X factor. It's hard to quantify why the targets are being earned, only that they were. And that, that's, that's why I just, he didn't get the targets last year. And now a alpha nuclear bomb has been dropped on him. So I'm, I'm just out. I learned this. I, I'm not going to make the same mistake twice. I, I mean, I think it's also, it's like how Hertz is as a passer. He was number five in danger plays and interceptable passes. It's like, who do you think would help with that a lot? A big, AJ Brown. just, just, it, just, yeah, yeah, it's, it's AJ Brown. And it's like the difference between Hertz AJ. Has, oh, go ahead, I was go ahead. just, I was only going to say like, and Hertz has shown the willingness to throw it deep. He was third in uh, air air pass, uh, yeah, air yards per attempt. And it's like, I just think he's a great match. And if if he's going to throw like that, like it, the team showed, like if he's going to be a thrower, like that's how he kind of is. And you bring someone like that who can, you know, just just be an absolute beast in that offense. He's shown the ability to be the number one in a low pass volume offense as well and it's like maybe they brought him over so that they could let him let him go so i mean i i could see like a digs type explosion coming you know new team new new scenery just alpha receiver coming in like i could see him being you know top three so but, yeah i mean i have him at 10 like i said that's probably going to move into the low you know seven, eight, nine by the time the season comes as I keep, you know, just hyping myself up about him and watching highlights. But <laughs> in all seriousness, like if you look at the first three years of Julio Jones's career, look at those first three years. He didn't really break out, but you, you knew, you knew that that was, he didn't have the big year. He didn't have the 1500 yard season because there were injuries. There were some other issues. There were some inefficiency. But you knew that this was an alpha wide receiver. This was a top five talent. You, you knew that. And, some, and then in year four, you get the 104 receptions, 1593 yards. You get that. That season came. And like if A.J. Brown can stay healthy for the whole year. And it's not like A.J. Brown misses lots of games. I mean, A.J. Brown has played 43 of a possible, what is that? Like... 49 games that for an NFL player missing six games in three seasons is not a lot of games missed. People think he's always injured, but six no. games out of 49 missed is I would say about average, if not better than average for an NFL player, no serious injury in that time, yeah. nothing. And every mm -hmm. time he, he came back through a lot of injuries though. And every time he came back, injury. he was still elite. Every time he came back, he yeah. was elite. So I feel like he does get an unfair, like 
always unfair. injured label. Well, that's why I, an unfair always injured label. <laughs> and that's why I brought the stats to the people to show them that that to tell them that that's not the case. It, it's unfair Good. because yeah. it's not true. So, so you know, I, I really do see a lot of parallels between the start of AJ Brown's career and Julio Jones. I really do. And I, if that were the rest of AJ Brown's career, I would not be surprised in the least. I really wouldn't because I think AJ, he has that kind of talent. AJ really Brown different. is like his, his, like when you talk about DK Metcalf and his freak athlete ability, I think AJ Brown's actually a very similar athlete. Like he is just so big and powerful, but he's also so fast and elusive and he can just make people miss. Like he's just so unbelievably athletic. And yeah, he's just an absolute beast. And I, I mean, I agree. Like I've AJ Brown as a top 12 wide receiver and that could definitely move up uh, by the time, you know, season starts, I can get him into the top 10, but I still believe that Devon Smith will still be a very involved piece of this offense. Cause he showed a lot to the Eagles last year and he's going to be going up against number two DBs. He's going to be open. He's going to be open and the ball is going to be thrown his way. Just won't be enough targets. That's all that matters. The targets, well, the targets won't come. They, they just won't. That's, if that's he's wide open, it doesn't matter. if he's wide open, he's gonna get targets. I I hear you, but I just don't. It, it doesn't matter. Jalen Hurts. The problem with Jalen Hurts is if you if you throw to Devonta Smith and you miss by a foot, that's it. That pass wasn't completed. That pass wasn't good. If you throw to AJ Brown and you miss by a foot, he still might catch it. He's got he's got the size. He's got the wingspan. If it's not perfect, unbelievable catches last year. That's true, like, but that's it's not AJ Brown. He doesn't have that's the size. Me. You can't miss. I'm not, like I'm not telling. Yeah, I'm not saying Devonta Smith is AJ Brown. Like Devonta Smith is not as talented as AJ Brown, but I think he's talented enough to the point where he can actually compete. Like I mean, we were just talking about T Higgins, Jamar Chase. T Higgins was set up to be the number one receiver, and then they the the Bengals dropped that bomb on T Higgins with a number true. five overall pick. They have Joe Burrow, Chase, but they have Joe Burrow. That's definitely the same. But you know who Devonta Smith reminds me of? Really, a little Hollywood Brown. So not that they're the same player, but Hollywood Brown was mm-hmm. good. When no one else was there, he produced even in the Ravens offense, even in the Ravens bad situation, he produced anyway. And now that he's on a new team, his talent, I think is going to make him in a different offense, a great player. But when everyone, when there were other healthy players, when, you know, Lamar was not throwing well, it didn't come together for Hollywood Brown always. That's what Devonta Smith is. And that's why I'm not totally out on Devonta Smith in dynasty and redraft them out. But in Dynasty, I'm completely, I'm still in because I think that he is a very, he is a talented player. He is good, and if you put him in a if you put him in a different offense, I think he could succeed. And I'm not just going to dump a talented wide receiver in Dynasty just because their current situation isn't good. So you know that's that's why I'm not completely out on Devonta Smith. It's just that in in Redra, he does remind me of Hollywood Brown in terms of what I think his career path could be, because AJ Brown is stuck on this big contract. If, if Jalen Hurts is their guy and I, there's a good chance he will be, I think Devonta Smith is going to be out the door in at, at the earliest possible opportunity. All right. So I, yeah. All right. But yes, we um, have to move on from this. Do, yeah. I got I to gotta head out, unfortunately, due to work. I will be back for the full show, you know, next week. Obviously, a little uh, different day. Next week's show is going to be on Tuesday. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Monday, July 4th. Exactly. I'll remind people of that but, at the end of the show. Exactly. Hey, thanks. Thanks for obviously being here if you're here. Thank you all for, you know, talking football, doing doing what we love to do, and continue continue telling the people what they they would need for these championship teams. Keep helping them out, and I'll uh, catch you guys later. All right, have a good Peace. one. So yeah, I, I realize that we have been uh, very much sidetracked, and honestly, like 
if it were during the season, I would keep us on track. But it's June. Like, this is what we're talking yeah. about. Like, I feel like the yeah. conversation is good. Like, yep. why not oh. continue to to discuss? And we're talking about fantasy. So, you know, it's it's a good it's a good conversation. But we can – I think we yeah. can move on from the A.J. Brown. We can definitely move on from A.J. Brown, Devontae. Yeah, so, I, but I all of us – all of us have C.D. Lamb, A.J. Brown, and Debo Samuel in our top 12. So, mm-hmm. those are the three players we talked about. We do. We do. Also, my idea that we were going to get to 25 players is not going to happen. Yeah. I can realize so, that right now. What do you want to talk? What do you, which player do you want? I mean, we talked about T. Higgins, Jamar Chase a little bit. Uh, we did say we wanted to talk about Mike Evans, right? I don't know who this is. A question about him. Who is this? I don't know who this is. Do, do we know anything about who this, these players? I don't know who they are. So no, I'm going to say no. Sorry. I do not. Yeah. No. I do not know. I'm going to say no since I've never heard of them. I don't. Yeah. So yeah, we wanted to talk about Mike Evans, right? Well, let's just go down. We can just go down my rankings. So I have Keenan Allen at Keenan Allen at nine. Okay, I've got him at eight. Eight. Okay, so I'm right with you, Ryan. Ryan I'm, I'm right with you. I have him at fifteen. Fifteen. Ooh, all the way down there. Fifteen. So I feel like we don't really need to talk about my no. nine versus Hutch's eight. I don't. I, I think. <laughs> and let's let's look at. No, we don't. We don't need to do that. Yeah, we don't. Oh, we don't Ryan, talk about that. But wait, wait. You? I want Ryan, to say I want to I want to get consensus in on this. I want to get consensus in to see yeah, where's who consensus. Fan, yeah, yeah let's look at, at fantasy pros. pros. I want to get them in on this. So nine, nine with me. So nine, nine with me, and eight is very similar. But Ryan, you have him at fifteen. 15. That What's seems that, very That's unreasonable. Problem. So let's hear about let's hear about it's, that. It seems very low. I think it's because I have Mike Williams higher very than consensus. High. Where yeah. do you have him? I have him at twenty. Oh. That's that not higher than high. No, that's not super high. Then maybe I, I just like a couple of wide receivers more than Keenan Allen that you guys probably Did have. Hutch, where do you have Mike Williams? I have Mike Williams down at 26. So I'm not 24. too far off from Ryan. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I yeah, think I there's think, a couple guys that I like more. Interesting. Yeah, because I like I can't see <laughs> Justin Dang. Herbert not I can't see Justin Herbert not deliver. One of these guys, I think, is going to be top twelve. I'd bet on Keenan Allen all day long. Yeah, but in a Justin Herbert led offense, you can't have a guy that's not a receiver that's not going to be top twelve here. Like Keenan, Keenan Allen, Allen, it's going to be Keenan, Keenan Allen, Allen is still good. Yeah, Keenan Allen's still great. He's never oh, yeah. showed signs of going down, and he's not like a freak athlete that relies. Because when you know wide receivers, when you look at their career, usually speed is the first thing to leave. And a wide receiver, Keenan Allen does not depend on crazy speed. He's a guy that depends on his routes to get open. He's not a guy that like stretches the field a ton. So he's going to be able to play a little bit into his 30s. So we don't have to worry about Keenan Allen falling off. So yeah, Keenan Allen, wide receiver, like he should be a locked in top 12 guy for the uh, next season. I don't think it's that I'm lower on Keenan Allen. Like I said, I think it's higher. I'm higher on the other guys. Yeah, but a yeah, wide receiver is competition. So low. Uh, no, 15 is, 15 is so low. low. It's it is really so low. like. I yeah, can only, is. I only have 14. I might, this tier only goes up to 14 to me. So I don't, I, it's hard for me to see how yeah. he's at 15 because yeah, I don't. Tier three for me is wide receiver seven through 12. And yeah, Keenan Allen at six through 14. Okay. So I, it's hard for me to, yeah. So it's hard for me to see him at 15 because to me, there's a huge drop off from 14 to 15. So, uh, I mean, I have that at 15 to 16. So, okay. Well, we'll, we'll see what, what, who slips in there. Uh, all right, so I think I don't think there's too much to talk about really with Keenan Allen. Um, no, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, I don't know what Ryan's doing over there. He's making some mistake, but yeah, Keenan Allen's yeah, top definitely a mistake. <laughs> also, <laughs> if you're in the chat, Ryan. if you're in the chat, put some like questions in the chat because otherwise, yeah, I'll just, do it. I'll just rant about whatever I want. But if there's something yeah, you want me to talk about, 
Uh, I'm willing to go out of order. Uh, But since there's nothing in the chat right now, let's let's move on to my number 10, which is Mike Evans. Um, I've got Evans at seven. Seven. He starts off tier three for me. So I actually have Evans the lowest. Yeah, you got Um, Evans. Yeah, I have Evans the lowest. We're all kind of the same way about Evans. So we all feel like he's a lower end wide receiver one. Like that's where we're, I mean, Ryan is more in the middle, but yeah, like I, yeah, Mike Evans just he's great with Chris Godwin out. I think the start is going to be unbelievable. Tom Brady's still in the offense. Like Mike Evans is just going to be, it's just going to do what he's been doing for the past few seasons. That's just dominating. Yeah. I mean, there, there's no reason that didn't the report just come out today, in fact, that they're going to not rush Godwin back, or is that yesterday? It was one of the two I was days. Recently. Uh, yeah, recently, the like someone said, uh, Godwin wouldn't be surprised if he's on the pup to start the start the season. The, the only thing with Evans is that he has to, and the reason I have him at ten and not six or seven is, is because share? he really has not had. Yeah, he hasn't had like the monster target share in, in a 58. long time. Like last year, he had one hundred fourteen targets. Yeah, seventy-four. Yeah, he is he's a, he's a touchdown. touchdown guy. He's a yeah, big but he hasn't had that many guy. yards either. He hasn't had that many yards either. It's it is only no. touchdowns. I think, so, he's, but he keeps scoring them every single season. Like every single not season, every single no, just the last two. Not every single. It's not like he always has double digit touchdowns. Before that, it was five, 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 eight, and eight. It, it's not like he thirteen and fourteen are the two highest touchdown totals of his career. Not every year. So it it's not a guarantee. And if the touchdowns went away, and touchdowns are they're, they are predictable, but they're more random than other stats. He doesn't have the Definitely, yards and he yeah. doesn't have the receptions. You, you do expect him to get more volume in the games that Godwin misses. And I do think that that's important. But I, I don't think you're going to get his 2016 where he had 173 targets. I don't even think you're going to get his 2018 where he had 138 targets. I don't even think you're going to get that. Or his 2019, which was probably like the most, where he had 118 targets in in 13 games. I don't, I don't think you're going to get that either. So, you know, and that's more targets. He had more targets in 2019 in 13 games than he had in either 2020 or 2021 in 16 games. So yeah. I don't, I think you're lucky if you duplicate, you know, those 2018, 29 target numbers. So I, I just can't have him higher than 10 yeah. because I don't think, you know, if you look at him versus Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen's volume is much more guaranteed for me. So that's why I went and he has Justin Herbert. And I would rather have Justin Herbert as my fantasy quarterback than Tom Brady. So yes, I would. if I had to choose, I mean, in fantasy, I have Justin Herbert at four and Tom Brady at nine. So that tells you who I'd rather have. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't, I don't expect that much rushing from Justin Herbert. So I'd rather have Justin Herbert as a passer as well. Because uh, he could improve. What if Justin Herbert got better in, in year three? I mean, it's yeah, he's better. only gotten better so far. In his yeah, career. he's only got better. What if he got better again? Like, that would be that would be very scary. Yeah. Uh, if Justin Herbert I mean, threw for 55 yards. They're not ready yet. They're not ready. He now would not be the wide receiver 15. No. no. He wouldn't even be. He wouldn't be the wide receiver nine. If Justin Herbert, no, he would be like the be better. Yeah. five. So that's why I lean Keenan Allen over Mike Evans. Now, if Chris Godwin were healthy for the whole year, I wouldn't have Mike Evans in my top, and and that's also why I'm a little worried because what if what if Chris Godwin becomes healthy? It's possible, and and then then my I don't even like my yeah, then that's man. different. Then yeah, I'm assuming Chris. I'm like with this ranking, I'm assuming Chris Godwin misses four games. I think he misses four. But games. Four games is not that many games. I mean, what about it's the rest not, of the game? No. It's not though, but the rest of the game, yeah, I think we see a really hot. Like, start I think ten is his ceiling if Chris Godwin were healthy the whole year. So, like, I think that's a ceiling. Out. I think I would rank him yeah. around. Yeah. I would rank him probably at the bottom of this. Honestly, honestly, I'm not sure. I would not rank him in this tier if if Chris if Chris Godwin were healthy. I would rank Chris Godwin in this tier 
and Evans in the next year. Oh yeah, Godwin would be yeah, Godwin if he was fully healthy. I knew he was gonna be healthy. He would be nearing my top twelve. I would I rank Godwin that. around twelve or thirteen, and Evans probably around yes, sixteen. Or that's 17. exactly right. If they were both, if they were no, both, I'd healthy, have Evans Godwin. I'd have Evans Godwin right around twelve back to back. But aside, like from Mike Evans, real quick. But my like, I just I've never been a big fan of Mike Evans. If, if that's I, yeah, not, I've I've been, I've always been yeah. Mike Evans guy. I've always been. I've Mike never Evans. been extremely high on Mike Evans in no, my I, yearly I rankings. I'm always lower on him. Yeah. So for the past for the few years I've done fantasy, I've always I've always loved Mike Evans. And this I've year, always, consensus has him at eight, and I have him at. Uh, you know, yeah, so I'm lower again. Consensus is finally starting to catch up with the fact that Mike Evans is great. Uh, yeah, he is, he's, he's, he's yeah. great. Who do you got 11, Tyler? Me? Oh, well, we'll talk about 11 and 12 okay. together because I have yeah. 11 is Tyree Kill and 12 is Jalen Waddle. So, Ooh, okay, yeah, I have Jalen, yeah, Tyree Kill at 11 and Jalen Waddle at 12. So, yeah, I got, I got Hill at 11 and then I got Waddle at 16. Yeah, okay. 12 and 8 or 12 and 17. Okay. So if you're a contender in a 12-team Superflex PBR league, you're trying to acquire, get rid of Godwin, uh, probably acquire, but I'm not sure I'd pay a 23 first for him. Um, I Yeah, I would not pay a 23 first. In a Superflex, no, not yeah, a 23 yeah. first. But in a one quarterback? In a one quarterback, I would. Yeah, one, quarterback, one quarterback, yeah, that makes it very interesting. I think that's overall a fair deal. But I think but yeah, I'm definitely trying to acquire, and I've seen him go for yeah. way less. Way oh, yeah, less. he's gone for way less in leagues. You should, yeah, Godwin is someone that's definitely – worth targeting i like this layout better yeah. this layout is definitely a lot better yeah um yeah okay. what do we think about tyree kill and jail wall because i we like, all have tyree kill in the same place we all have tyree kill in the same place but we are a little like, bit what is it 11 a little lower is yeah it we 11 11 11 or no ryan's got it 12 so 12, 11, 11 we're fine yeah. We're fine there, but you, you and me, Ryan, we've got Waddle lower. You've got him at seventeen. I've got him at sixteen, and then Tyler, you said you got him at twelve, right? Twelve. And yeah, consensus so, has him at fifteen. So okay, somewhere we're more, we're more with uh, a little bit more with consensus. yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, um, the thing is with Waddle and Hill, I because I like Tua. I think there's definitely a chance that he really takes it's a step funny. forward and has a breakout. What's up? It's funny because I have Tua at eighteen, quarterback eighteen. Yeah. That's in that's really interesting to me because like Tua, I've got it 14. I think Tua actually I I believe that Tua can take a step forward this year. But the problem is if he doesn't, and if we see what we've seen from Tua in the past couple seasons, mainly that, it's gonna be a I think it's gonna be just a coin flip every week on who has the good week. And that's mm-hmm. going to be so frustrating for you as a fantasy manager to have one of those guys on your team. It's just going to be an absolute headache that you're gonna have to deal with every week. And if Tua isn't really that good, the upside of that player every week of Tyreek Hill or Jalen Wall, whoever does the great game, it, the upside is going to be like twenty points unless he scores well, like three touchdowns. Like, see, the thing is, the the interesting thing is that I'm actually closer to the total if you look at consensus, whereas you guys are lower. Like, the total has Hill at seven consensus and Wallow at fifteen. So my yeah. eleven and twelve is saying that I pretty much agree with the idea of the total. I just am unwilling to put one at seven and one fifteen. Whereas you guys are yes. both lower on you're, you're lower on both. Yeah, we so see you, more you guys are separation between the two. You, no, you guys yeah. see the same separation, but you have them both lower. Whereas I see the same total, but have no separation. So it's actually interesting yeah. if you look at it that way. So yeah. like both, we both half agree with consensus and half disagree. Uh, yeah. So 
Yeah, but I think it's just going to be if if Tua really doesn't take a step forward, it's just going to be inconsistent. It's going to be a mess, and you're but not. But if it's inconsistent, then why do you have Hill so much higher? I think I think it's different. I think it's going to favor Hill though. I think it's going to favor Hill just because it's Tyree Kill, and I think his talent is going to win over a little bit over Jalen Waddle. I don't have him that far separated, only by like a few spots. Who do you think has but, more receptions? I think Tyree Kill has more receptions. Next more year. receptions. Yeah. I think I'd give that to Hill. I I don't think so. Yeah, I'd I'd give it to Tyree Kill. I think Jalen Waddle has more receptions. Interesting. Yeah. That's very, that is very, yeah, this whole situation for next year is so, so interesting because it all depends on what Tua does. It all depends on how Tua favors which wide receiver. It all depends if he's actually good or not. It depends. It's just, it's just so many things. There's just so many things that could go wrong. Obviously my ranking, well, all of our rankings of Tyreek Hill say that we all think that Tyreek Hill is a dynasty self. If that's given his dynasty oh, price, I am still top ten. Selling Tyreek Hill yeah. so much right None now. None of us have think... Tyreek Hill as a top ten redraft wide receiver, so he's obviously no, a dynasty yeah. stuff. Tyreek Hill, for me, it's interesting because I was talking about early with Keenan Allen. Um, the first thing that wide receivers usually lose is speed, and that usually comes near like when wide receivers start to near thirty. Tyreek Hill, without look, Tyreek Hill is a great receiver all around. It's like, but his main thing is his speed, right? Tyreek Hill without speed is not going to be a great fantasy producer. And once we see it, no one is going to want him on fantasy rosters. No one is going to want to buy him from you for a reasonable price. So Mm -hmm. I think a great time to sell is right now. Tyreek Hill, just get him off your roster. Because the cheat, I mean, like the Dolphins acquired so much to get him. They assigned him to a huge deal. People are believing in Tua that he can really take that step forward. I think we might see one more year of great Tyree kill. And then I'm going to start to be genuinely very, very concerned about how much longer Tyree kill has left as a great NFL producer. So I'm going to be, I'm selling Tyree kill so hard right now. That's how I have it. But Waddle with more targets and receptions and Tyree with more yards. Yeah. That I think that's very, cause that's the way Waddle was used last year. He was used yeah. as a short pass volume kind exactly. of guy. That's, that's what I expect to continue. But Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, I think both. I think both will be used all, all over the field. I think both will be used all over the field because Waddle's one of Waddle's strength is the deep ball, and I feel like I they're going to want to try. Uh, I agree with this too. I think you're getting yes. 2016 and 20. Yes. You're getting Alex. I think you're getting Alex yes. Smith, Tyree Kill. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I think you're getting. Kind of Kill Kill receiver yeah. one, which is why I have him at 11. Yeah, I think this is the time Tyree Kill. Yeah, very inconsistent, very boomer bust Tyree Kill, and it's not. Gonna I won't have any Tyree Kill if I have him at 11. Yeah, a I'm a lot of Jalen Waddle. If I have, I will not have. I will have very little Tyree Kill or Jalen because Jalen Waddle's going near the top twelve right now in most drafts or redraft. He's going at fifteen, so I could, right. I could easily have so, him. Yeah, I'm. I'm probably not going to have much of Tyree Kill or Jalen no. Waddle in drafts. I'm really not because I just, I'm just so scared of the inconsistencies between the two and how much of a headache that is. I just don't want a headache on my fantasy roster. I really don't. Hmm. Just to be able to start him though. Yeah, but I don't want to start him half the time he kills me. Yeah, like Tyler Lockett-esque. Oh, God, Tyler Lockett. Kind of like Tyler Lockett-esque. Yeah, where half the weeks he just kills you. But the problem is the upside, because with Tyler Lockett, the upside is like 35 points. Because Tyler Lockett can give you those games. But if is really struggling, you're not going to see a 30-point game from one of these guys. You're not going to see that. Because it two is just not going to give you enough. So the upside is like 20 points. Like what? No, like I'm not gonna deal with a guy one week he gives me like 18, what next week he gives me like four. 
Like, I'm not going to do that all year long. No, I, I, I get it. Um, all right. Let's see. So next is, uh, for me, is T. Higgins, who I have at 13. Uh, I assume I've got that. Higgins at 9. 9. I'm higher. And, uh, 10. Okay. So like we're we already... I feel like we already talked yeah. about T. Higgins. So. You need to talk about T. Higgins. So. I feel like I did my rant on T. Higgins already. We know why I have him at 13. Yeah. Like we that know. was already. We, we talked about T. Higgins. Yeah. So I've talked about. Next. Yeah. Uh, I have Deontay Johnson at 14. I have Johnson at 13. So I'm right with you. Okay. So very he starts, he starts off tier four for me. Oh, see, he's the Second. end of this group for me. Yeah. Deontay yeah. Johnson. He is. I've been considering putting him in tier three right next to AJ, right behind AJ Brown. Cause I think he definitely has a chance to be in the top 12. So I think there's a chance he deserves to be in that tier. So I've been considering moving up. I might move him up very soon, but yeah, Deontay Johnson right at the end of tier three started tier four for me. What's up? Neither of them. <laughs> what? Neither oh. of them. There's no other Debo. Stop no, it. there's no Debo. No, no other no, no, Debo. No, 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 no. There's never going to be no another Debo. 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 No Debo. Debo no. didn't want to be Debo. No, Debo didn't want to. No, no this Debo. Is, this is one of the. What, I, I'm sorry. Chase Edmonds. I'm not trying. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> Chase it's okay. Edmonds. It's okay. It's okay. Left is one of my biggest fans. So you can. Yeah, you can, you can let it rip. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not trying to insult FF Lefty here, but that's one of the dumbest like things I hear around the fantasy industry that one of these guys is Debo because it's not gonna happen. I've said it myself. That it's, it's one of the, the dumbest narratives. I know it's the same coach. I know it's like you know one of those guys had like both guys have showed ability to. Uh, I love you. I'm sorry. <laughs> one of those guys. Uh, I yeah. love you. Sorry, man. But yeah, one of those guys. Both guys have shown ability to be used in the backfield. I mean, Tyreek Hill has taken jet sweeps a lot of times in his career. We saw Jalen Wall score a touchdown off a jet sweep. Like we've seen these guys before both be used like that, but I don't think Mike, nah. I think Mike McDaniel wants to bring out the best in his weapons, not just use all of them like Debo. Like that's, I don't think that's what he's here to do. I think he's used here to bring out the speed and the yak ability, the deep threat ability in Hill and Waddle rather than like make them Debo. They signed three free agent running backs. Yep. I don't think they yes. signed three free agent running backs to use a wide receivers running back. They did that not. No. no, they so they're planning yeah. to use running backs, running backs. So that's yeah. that's not going. This is not going to happen. So yeah, it's not. I, I, I was narrative that only people who, you know, are not thinking about it that much would would ever come up with. It's not. It's not happening. I think we they're, see some jet sweep usage though. Like maybe you can like a couple see it, but it's going to be gadget there. play. Robert but Woods had gadget, a couple. Yeah, Robert Woods had play. rushing yards every year. Yeah, Robert and, Woods. Like you know. But that's it wasn't relevant. We didn't care. No, so. he had mo- he had a lot of seasons. Like like most seasons, wouldn't he get to like 150, 200 rushing Something yards? Like that. Like that. Yeah, but that's what yeah, 10 like, yards a game. I mean, that's not. Yeah, I, I no no. I we're not going to talk more about T Higgins. We're we've talked about T Higgins. Enough. We've talked about T Higgins a ton in the show. T Higgins yeah. comes up almost every show as well. He's a T. very Higgins popular. Show. He is a very popular. I feel like it's Deontay Johnson we should talk about because consensus has him at thirteen. I guess there's not much to talk about because I have him at fourteen. Consensus at thirteen. Yeah. Ryan, where do you got Ryan at eleven? Eleven. Ryan at eleven. Yeah, like he. I mean, he's just going to get a ton of volume in mm-hmm. a improved offense with an improved quarterback. So, right there. I mean, why does he were like? I mean, where did he finish last year? Why did he were nine? I feel, bad. Like I feel bad having him at 13. I feel yeah, I a quarterback. Feel I'm a just quarterback. A, I'm a tiny bit concerned because you know, what if Mitch Trubisky or Kenny Pickett, whoever the starter is, doesn't have the same tendencies as Big Ben to hyper target Deontay Johnson? They did bring in George Pickens as well. We got to think about that. They did invest a second round pick in him. 
and Steelers with their second wide wide receivers have been on fire lately. Yeah, but they got rid of Juju. So you know they got rid of Juju. Yeah, but he was hurt all year last year. Yeah, but they still got rid of him. They still got rid of him, but he was hurt all year last year, which means he wasn't there to compete. with It's okay. Guys. Getting rid of him was an improvement. The offense will oh, actually yeah. be better. I, I think it, it would be better happen. actually if they actually had no receivers on the field instead of Juju. That would it would be better. Just put in an extra offensive lineman, and and that would yeah that would help more. That's what that would definitely help. Uh, and and you know, uh, no, no, Ty- Tyreek's high in rushing yards in his career, no. rushing attempts in his career is twenty four. Yeah, he's so not no. No. over a whole season. He's not. No, <laughs> nope, Ooh. nope. Yeah, there's nope. Pittman in the comments. Someone saying where's patience, Pittman? patience. Yeah. We'll get there. Patience. Uh, will we? <laughs> the rate we're going, maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, in, my yeah, no. in my ranking, he's coming up soon. Yeah, he's he's not that far away. All right, so so let's recap this tier for me, and then you know let's um, if there was anyone that you guys had in this tier who I don't or whatever we can, we'll talk about about tier three, right? Tier three. three, So for me, tier three starts with CD lamb, then AJ Brown, then Debo Samuel and Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, T Higgins and Deontay Johnson. And I'll just remind the people that all of these rankings are available on my Patreon. We're talking through it here. I update them all the time. If you want the updated rankings, they're on my Patreon. I update them frequently. So it's a good, you know, yes, these shows are kind of trying to uh, promote that to a degree. Yeah. So my tier three, I think the only player I have in tier three that you don't is Mike Evans. I've got, so my tier three starts off. Oh, you had Mike Evans tier three? I have him at 10. Oh, yeah. Wait, hold on. Who was lower on Mike Evans? Ryan was lower on Mike Evans. No, right? I was no, lower, I, but I had him at 10. I had him at, so okay. I had six. I was lower, no, no, but I still had him at 10. Sorry. No, 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 no. You were lower on Keenan Allen at 15. Yeah. Keenan I had. Allen, yeah. So, yeah. My tier three starts off number seven, Mike Evans, eight, Keenan Allen, nine, T. Higgins, 10, CeeDee Lamb, 11, Terry Kill, and number 12, AJ Brown. That wraps up tier three. And then at tier. Oh, so, yeah. So you don't four, have any extra players in there. You no, just don't you have. have yeah. You don't have Waddle and Deontay Johnson in there. I do not, but I I think I might move Deontay up. In and you have tier. Debo in the higher tier. I'm not Debo missing in the higher it. tier. You, there's nobody that I missed. No, I actually have a bigger missed. tier. And then Ryan, yeah, is there anyone I tier. missed in, in my the top group? twelve? No. Top fourteen uh, for me. Yeah. Top. In I, I think tier. we'll talk about some of these guys later because I feel like that's controversial because I have them above Keenan Allen. I have uh, Cortland Sutton in the top fourteen. But I don't. Yeah, know we we may or may not get to Cortland Sutton today. Uh, what? You guys have that uh, low. I think uh, it's just me. I think I'm in the middle. Okay. Maybe not. I have Corbin yeah, Sutton not, higher I'm than I once did. I'm higher on Sutton. Uh, but anyway, so there's no one I left off. So let's let's move on to 15. So I have a very small mini tier. Tier four. Is so only tier three four players. is 13. Tier four is 13 through 20 for me. I have a oh, so tier, tier four is 15, 16, and 17 for me. It's tiny. Yeah. Uh yeah. So 15 for me is DK Metcalf. Uh, 16, DJ Moore. And 17 is Pittman. Okay. And that's it. I've I've got Metcalf at 19. I've got Pittman at 15. And I got DJ Moore at 22. I got Pittman at 18, DJ Moore at 20, and DK at 13 above Keenan Allen. Okay. So we have a lot of disagreement. A lot of yes. disagreement. So for me, I kind of have, and I'm I'm debating really, does Deontay Johnson, it's how confident. 
Deontay Johnson, I debated really which tier he belongs in. Does he belong in with those mm. guys? I think I'm lower on the Deontay Johnson than both of you because I am not, I have him ranked lower and I, I would consider putting him in this tier with these guys. Cause I'm, I'm not confident in Deontay Johnson like I am with the others, but I'm more confident in him than these three. So it's kind of like I, he doesn't, he's yeah. weird. He didn't really fit in with either tier to me. Uh, so I debated where to put him, but yeah, for me, these three players have something that my tier five, which is large tier five is 18 through 26 for me. These three players, DK Metcalf, DJ Moore, and Michael Pittman have some good thing about them that the next tier does not. The next tier does not have. Uh, DK Metcalf has extreme talent. I think he's the most talented wide receiver by far left in my rankings. Uh, by far. Yep. I don't think yeah. by far. I don't think it's even close. He's mm-hmm. by far the most talented wide receiver left, but his situation is horrible. If DK Metcalf, if I knew that DK Metcalf had uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, even Baker Mayfield, I would probably rank a DK Metcalf in the uh, higher tier above Deontay Johnson at 14. Uh, yeah. With, D- with yeah, Baker with, or Jimmy. Yeah. With Baker oh, with or Jimmy, Baker, DK would be up at like 13, 14 for me, right around that starting yeah, off with, tier four. With Baker, yeah. I think it would be 14. With Jimmy, I think it would be even higher. I think it would be 11 or, or 10 or 11. Yeah, I think I think that's I think that's fair. Yeah, I got I, yeah, I've got DK 19. Yeah, I mean the volume's going to go DK's way. He's going to get good volume, but it should be a problem because the quarterbacks are not there. I think with DK it's just there's little point in talking about DK now because yeah, the DK conversation is going to change based on who the quarterback is. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I think it's different I, whether it's Drew Locke or Geno Smith too. It doesn't change yeah. that much to me, honestly. I mean, I'd I think rather Drew Locke, have Drew Locke. I'd rather uh, have Drew Locke as well because he chucks the ball. I'd rather have Drew Locke because he. Chucks I don't the want Geno Smith. I don't want Geno Smith. I don't okay want Geno Smith. I'm not okay with Geno Smith. I'm in the I'm, three games Geno Smith started. He had two wide receiver one finishes. Size, Come on now, Geno Smith is more of a runner, yeah. so I don't want him. Yeah, Metcalf fair, did perform but, well with with uh, DK, but in only three games. It was so only three games. Though, it was yeah. only three games. Not but a big enough of a sample size. He's he's not going to get. They're going to get good games. Be fair. This year they're going to be terrible. Consensus has Pittman at fourteen, Moore at sixteen with me, and Metcalf at nineteen. Yeah, I've so, got Metcalf at nineteen with Fancy Roads, but with Fancy so it, it has. I've got, Pittman, I've got Pittman up with them too. I got Pittman at fifteen. Yeah, so it has I them know. in the opposite order that I have them. Uh, yeah. Deontay and AJ Brown have a weird correlation, less targets, but better. No, AJ Brown's going to have more targets. I think actually, you think AJ have more targets than Deontay? Remember AJ Brown's coming from a run first offense to another one that paid him more. So I, I think that AJ Brown's actually going to have more targets, not less. Wow. Oh, you mean Deontay, wait, more targets than Deontay? Uh, more targets. More targets? No, no, more targets. I think AJ Brown is going to increase in targets this year and Deontay is going to decrease in targets this year, not versus each other. Okay, that's fair. That's I thought, fair. Yeah, yeah, I thought you were saying Adrian Brown's got uh-huh. more targets than Deontay Johnson. I was like, no, yeah, I'm just saying I disagree true. with this correlation narrative. That's that's not how I see it. No, it's not yet. They're both, yeah. yeah, they're both going in different directions. Deontay should go down a little bit, and AJ Brown should go up. Yeah, exactly. That's that's how I feel. Yeah. Uh, okay. So let's talk. So okay, with uh, DK Metcalf, I feel like we can table Metcalf because that's going to change, and, and DJ Moore a little bit the same. I have DJ yeah. Moore, but DJ Moore, I feel like my rank of DJ Moore is a little less. I'd rather, as crazy as this is, I'm more confident in Sam Darnold than I am in Drew Drew Locke or like I'm okay, not okay with, but 
Sam Darnold is not the disaster that Drew Locke and uh, Geno Smith are. DJ Moore was very productive at the beginning of last year with Sam Darnold. And then when Sam Darnold went out and it was Cam Newton, it was a disaster. The other quarterbacks, it was a disaster. But DJ Moore was actually really good right at the start. So I'm not, it's not going to change my rank of DJ Moore as much. Uh, He would not jump. He would maybe hang on to the bottom of the next tier with Baker or Jimmy, but not as much. Whereas DK Metcalf would move more. DJ Moore with Baker or Jimmy would go to where you have him for me. I've got him at 22. I feel like wide receiver 16 is pretty much his ceiling. That's where his consensus rank is though. So it's it's not... Like, I think you're ranking him at his absolute ceiling, and I don't think that's very, like... I, don't I think also think thing. that, for me, I'm more confident that the quarterback change in Carolina is coming, whereas I'm less confident that the quarterback change in Seattle is coming. Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, if you look at it that way. But, but like I said, Sam Darnold, I think, can did actually make DJ Moore good at the beginning of last year. It did happen. He did, he did help him, yeah. The offense was running. It was, and then yeah. It was the, and then McCaffrey got hurt, and then, and then the engine went away, and ever, and then Darnold mm-hmm. got hurt, and then everything. Dar- Darnold saw ghosts, and it was, yeah, bad. and then everything and then just fell apart. But it was apart. running. The first three weeks, they were great. First three weeks, they were three and zero. Yeah, everything first was three coming weeks, Carolina Panthers looked like a playoff team. Oh no, they look great. I, I was like, they Sam Darnold is, is like the guy, He's like bad. everything. Yeah, but yeah, but then so, yeah, yeah. So I'm just not as concerned, and that's why I have, uh, you know, DJ. Also, I do think that Bateman, Bateman's a while off. Ooh, uh, I don't know I no, I've got I've got Bateman at thirty. Yeah, so he'd be I a, Bateman at twenty five. Given that I I I got I probably have to head out Ooh. in about five ish minutes, so I don't think he'll make it for me. Yeah, uh, I mean I mean true. if we use my rankings, we would. So that's yeah. yeah. So yeah, I yeah. So here. For me like mm-hmm. DK fifteen more at sixteen, and then we talked about those guys. I, uh, I they have quarterback questions, so we talk more I about them later. Up. Yeah. For the wrong ranking. And then I have uh, Pittman at 17. Um, okay. And, you know, I think we, we more agree about him. Yeah, he's just going to be a guy with a ton of volume, have a lot of touchdown red zone opportunity with Matt Ryan, an upgraded quarterback. He should be, you know, creeping around top 15. Um, Ryan, where do you have Pittman? 18. 18? Oh, so almost yeah. exactly with me. So, yeah, I'm a little yeah. I'm a little higher. I have oh, you still have him in this tier. You still have him yeah. in your fourth tier. Tier four, yeah, yeah. Same, yeah. So, so we all with Pittman, we I think we more agree than on Metcalf and more. But Metcalf and more are kind of like quarterbacks are still up in the air, so we can reevaluate a little bit more later. But yeah, again, Pittman has upside to me. Pittman has mm-hmm. people demand it. This is a joke. <laughs> I always say that the people that like I have a thing where I would say the people demand more Addison. Yeah, and you know now, now Mr. Ridley, the truth is saying people demand more Ryan too, and I, I think they do. I, I think that they do demand it. Um, I will say that I am well aware that I have been more me on this show than I have been over the last few months, and this is yeah, probably I've, one of I my most talkative shows. Um, and you know, I will. I'm just happy to be back. I would say as like the old Tyler, the old, yeah, old very, the old yeah. old Tyler. Yeah, been so many few, Tyler versions, sorry. but the, the the energetic, happy Tyler. Yeah, uh, I remember being on at a few ass DLFs with you. We had our conversation yeah. after, and I remember like, yeah, this is this is the most energetic I've ever seen you on a show. This is mm-hmm. awesome, dude. Yeah, this I used to be like this on every show. Every time I did ask DLF, I was like this every time, and that yeah. that's been a long time. But I'm I'm happy to be back. 
with that energy yeah. because I uh, I love being that guy. So mm. yeah, so uh, and Pittman I had in this tier because I feel like he he could take a year three leap. He has Matt Ryan. He second year was good, but he could become more consistent. I wrote an article about Pittman as well. It's something yep. a little There's bit of like no target competition either. Not really. No, uh, you'd be hyper targeted. You know, my fear with Pittman, why I only have him at 17, is I think Matt Ryan is kind of cooked. Like, I think he's better than Carson Wentz, maybe, if he can duplicate um, the uh, last season. Uh, but yeah. if it's going to be a further decline from Matt Ryan, then we have a problem. And Pittman could, if Matt Ryan sucks, Pittman's being sucked down with him. So that's why I only have him at 17 in this tier, but at 17 and not at 14 where consensus has it. Yeah, I just yeah, I just don't see a world where you, you we don't see a world where um Matt Ryan is worse than Carson Wentz, right? I, I don't I do. That. I think I the world exists. It's not my it's not age. my prediction, but Matt Ryan is 37. So if Matt Ryan yeah. were just a disaster, that is in the range of outcomes, and that's why I have like Pittman's range of outcomes They're goes not, down. Not much worse. Not like absolutely. Oh crazy. yes. Oh yes. A thirty-seven. Matt Ryan is not hyper arm talented. He is not. Not anymore. Neither. He hasn't been for years. If if the accuracy goes too, if the processor goes, if the pocket mobility goes, and you're thirty-seven, that could go at any time. If that goes, remember Peyton Manning went from great to done, and Matt Ryan is a shell of what Peyton Manning ever was. So yeah, you know. If that could that could come at 37, and if it came, Michael it Pittman being sucked with him because Michael Pittman is that. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins had a year where he was sucked down by bad quarterback play, and Michael Pittman is yeah. no DeAndre Hopkins. So it, Michael Pittman has ranges of outcomes in the 30s, even if he does nothing wrong, even if he plays well, he has a range of outcomes that's in the 30s. So that's why I have him at 17 and not at not at yeah. or 14. I do like him though. I really wish he were on a team with a better quarterback because then I think he has a five to 10 range of outcomes as a talent, but because yeah. of his situation, I only have him at 17. Yeah, that's fair. But we're not that different. Yeah. We're not that different. All yeah. right. But guys, I think I got to hop out. All right. All right we, thanks for coming on. Yeah, and yeah, um, on. Course, we will yeah. have uh, another show at some point soon. Oh yeah. I, I love doing these. These are so fun. These yeah. Fun. No, I love, I love these. Yeah. But yeah, All right, I'll see on. you guys. Thanks everybody right. for watching. See you. Uh, See ya. Follow Hutch. Follow, follow him. Yeah, follow him on. Follow him. Follow his work. Follow him on DLF two. DLF yeah. two. His articles at DLF. I'm at tyf and NFL on Twitter, and you can find pretty much all my content from there. Peace out, everybody. Right. Thanks for having me on, Tyler. Yeah, no problem. All right, what do you want to do now? Do you want to continue with wide receivers, or do you want to just uh, do the Patreon giveaway? And uh, just kind of close out the show because it's up uh, to you. I'm down for whatever. So down for whatever. All right. Here's what I think we should do. I think let's stop wide receivers now. Let's okay. stop wide receivers now. And we'll just, we'll pick up my big tier uh, next week. That works. <laughs> we, until we spend so much time talking about redraft. It's, it's kind of crazy that we, uh, <laughs> you know, I kind of like it. It gives us a segment we can do. And then we have the other stuff. But I, I think mean, we'll stop, we'll stop wide receivers there. And then, cause we have this, some other this stuff. Works for, this works for a lot of things people are doing right now, even though it's not technically redraft season. There's a lot of people drafting their best ball teams right now for DraftKings, yeah. underdog, you know, there's still drafting going on. All right. Also, can you get like a randomizer for me? Uh, yeah. I'll tell you what to put in it. Okay. All right. So here's a, uh, so yeah, Random so we have, picker. yeah. So go to the video from last week. And then yep. there's, uh, you know, you can see the four people who entered the contest. So can you put that in a randomizer? And I'll, I'll vamp while you're doing that. Yep. Sounds good. All right. Uh, okay. 
So we'll leave wide receivers there because I have a couple of other things that were news that I didn't want to take. I knew that Conan and Hutch were not going to be on for the whole show. I didn't want to take their, I wanted to hear the maximum amount of time for them on wide receivers, especially, you know, Hutch, we hadn't heard his rankings yet, any of his rankings. So I wanted to get his opinion. Whereas the, the stuff we're going to talk about, I will be honest, I feel like kind of like what we opened the show with is more something that I feel like I'd like to just, it's less of a conversation and more just, I have things to say. Uh, so the first thing we're going to discuss is, um, I put this on the show sheet as a segment, that the Deshaun Watson incident, the everything, is a lot of things have happened since the last time we were on the show. So he settled 20 of the 24 cases. He did settle 20 of 24. Now, let's just think about this. That's great, right? He settled 20 of 24. Now, what if the, that sounds good, but let's reframe this. What if I told you that he, there were no cases. And what if I told you he has four cases against him, four pending cases? Would that sound, that would sound bad, right? That would sound like a bad thing. So that would be very bad. Four cases is a lot of cases. Four cases is a lot, not one case, four cases. So it sounds good that he settled 20 of 24, but there's still four and that's a lot. So I wouldn't, and the case, the, the one case I think that is really a problem is that the Ashley Solis case is going forward. That one, that one I think is a big problem. I don't think he's going to be able to play until that case is resolved. That case has the most bad publicity. That one had the HBO special, the interviews at the beginning. That case will not go away, will not fade from people's minds. Well, he won't be, he's not going to be playing until that case is done. He needs to settle that case or do something about it because he, he's not going to be able to play. Well, that, if that case is moving forward, I don't think he's going to play until that case is finished because that one has the most potential liability, I would say, against him. Uh, with that being said, the NFL will argue for an indefinite suspension, which is what I would do if I were the NFL, because he can't play while that Solis case, the Ashley Solis case is going forward. He can't, we can't have him play. It won't work to have him on the field and ask the commentator to talk about that. How are you going to talk about the game? It's going to constantly come up. It's going to come up all the time while that case is moving forward. So they want an indefinite suspension of at least a year, similar to Calvin Ridley's suspension. It's actually the same terms is what they want. Indefinite suspension, minimum of a year, and then after a year, he can apply for reinstatement. And if the commissioner decides at that stage to reinstate him, he'll be reinstated. But it's no guarantee. That's what the NFL is seeking in this case. And the, uh, the they're looking at five cases. I assume the Solis case is one of them. Their, their findings are really actually not based on all 24 cases. Maybe they didn't get a chance to, or some, not all the women wanted to talk to the NFL. And that's, you know, I can respect that. But they, they have five cases that they're basing their case on. I assume the Solis case is one of them. And they will hear, uh, the judge, Sue L. Robinson, will hear the case tomorrow. She will hear case tomorrow. So, And these arbitrations do not usually last a very long time. This is not going to be a three-week process. She will hear the NFL's case, and then the NFLPA will get their opportunity to present their case. And then the judge will hand down a decision. But let's remember that the final decision, if the NFL doesn't like the judge's ruling, they can appeal to Roger Goodell, who is the NFL. So Roger Goodell is going to get the final say. So he can just decide, thank you, judge, but 
it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a year, and then we'll we'll see what I feel like potentially reinstating Deshaun Watson. Then maybe he'll be reinstated at that point. But when when I feel like it, that, and I do think that Goodell will will do that. So I think that the prepare for Deshaun Watson not to play this year. I don't think so. I don't think he's gonna be able to play this year. Um. Oh, it'll be. I think Watson's suspension could be even. Even longer. We know why Ridley's suspension was long, though. We know why. We know why. And and I I don't disagree with it from an NFL perspective. Why Ridley was a long suspension? They have billions of dollars tied up in this gambling that they want to do. They want to have gambling. You can't have an NFL player betting on games when you have billions of dollars invested in a gambling operation. You can't have an uh, appearance of impropriety. That you can't have that. So I actually agree with putting the hammer down on Calvin Ridley. They had to. I would have done it if I'd been the NFL. I would have put the hammer down on Calvin Ridley. If it were up to me, I think Ridley's suspension was fair and Deshaun Watson would be never playing the NFL again. That's if it were up to me. That's what I would do. But, you know, they, they have a collectively bargained process. And I, you don't just have dictator rights over just being able to do that. So there's a process. You can't just suspend him for, for life. That's not, it's not in the CBA to be able to do that. You have to go through the disciplinary process here. So, you know, while I would like that, that's, that's not possible. Uh, it's going to have to be some time. It's not forever, but I, I would, I would like it to be for multiple years if it were up to me. Uh, but anyway, so prepare for Deshaun Watson not to play. And I think that you're going to get that news handed down in the next two weeks before training camp. I think what would be very convenient, the hearing is going to be this week. I think if they could get the ruling out by July 1st, on July 1st, that's a great time to drop it for the NFL. Everyone's going away for the vacation. You drop the ruling on like midday on July 1st on Friday. Nobody's paying any attention. You just try to slide it by, you know, out of the news cycle. That sounds like what the NFL would do. So, but I do expect to hear the ruling very soon, which means that people will finally realize that Deshaun Watson is not going to play this year. So keep that in mind for your um, dynasty planning. Uh, but I just wanted to talk about that because there's been a, so many updates this week. I mean, between the cases settled, the the hearings, the other things. I mean, there's so many things. The NFL is arguing for the, the lengthy indefinite suspension was this week. So there's just so many things that have come up this week. So just keep it in mind, you know, if you have Deshaun Watson, now is not the time to sell. I would probably wait until the suspension. I don't even know. They sell whenever you want. Uh, I've been trying to say to sell the whole time. But at the time to sell was when the cases were settled. And I told you to do it. The case when the cases were settled before the news of the indefinite possible suspension came out, that was your sell window. And now, now it's a little late. So hopefully you sold during that. I saw some good deals for him trading away during that period. Uh, but yeah, I've dropped him additionally in my rankings. Uh, so yeah, I would uh, I would look to move on if I could from Deshaun Watson. Uh, do you have anything to add? I know I've literally been talking for like. No, you've you've been you've been handling it well. I I agree. So I agree with most. Uh, Yeah, and I would I would suggest I rarely ever suggest watching this channel, but I actually would suggest go and watch pro football talk. I I never liked pro football talk, never. But actually, about Deshaun Watson, I actually think that Florio has been doing a good job covering the Deshaun Watson uh, situation. He's actually been doing a good job. Uh, so I would actually go suggest watch some of his content. It's actually about this. It's actually been pretty good. Uh, rarely I like him and Chris Sims. Very rare. Especially with Chris Sims' quarterback's opinions. But Ooh. in this case, I actually feel like he's done a good job. 
uh, covering the legal and PR uh, aspects of it. So I, I would I would recommend it. Go go watch it on YouTube. Uh, okay, Carolina or Seattle for Baker's new home. I don't think he'll take another snap in Cleveland. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, mm-hmm. I do think, though, there's an outcome that Baker goes to one of these places and the 49ers actually restructure Jimmy's contract and have him as backup, an insurance contract. So I, I, it's not a guarantee that both Carolina and Seattle get one of them. So that's, that's why I'm not assuming it. But I'm, I'm leaning Carolina, actually, for Baker right now. Um, I feel like I'm leaning Seattle, honestly. The rumors. And... It just seems like Carolina's more interested to me, no? That's fair. I mean, it's a, it's a 50-50 coin flip at this point. Yeah. But I do, agree, I do agree. I think the 49ers are going to keep Jimmy as well. The restructure. Especially if, especially if Baker goes to Carolina. There's, there's no way they're shipping Jimmy to Seattle. I know. No they way. Can... Yeah. No, I agree with you. Uh, all right. Let's uh, let's see. So we talked right. about Watson. Yep. We talked about Godwin on Pup enough. Uh, Dobbins' injury reports are all over the place. I, uh, yeah, we can uh, just keep an eye on J.K. Dobbins and his injury reports because literally one week it's like he's going to be ready for training camp. The next week it's like he's not going to be ready until it halfway through, like a little bit into the season. Just keep watching. Keep an eye on J.K. Dobbins. Be careful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, there was Chris Evans hype. We don't really need to talk about that. Uh, Desmond Ritter may just keep an eye on him. I think that of the quarterback battles, I think that one is legitimate. As in, Ritter can win that battle. I don't think Kenny... I think Mitch Trubisky is going to start week one, no matter what. I don't think Kenny Pickett can win that battle. I think that's not a, that's not a competition. I think he'll be by midseason, though. That's not the same thing. I know. Like, I I'm don't think that, insane. yeah, no, but I don't think that that's a quarterback competition. I think we know Mitch Trubisky is going to start week one. Uh, I do legitimately think Desmond Ritter could start week one. Uh, and then in Carolina, I'm assuming someone else, I'm thinking someone else is going to be added, but I don't think that's a legitimate competition either. I think if it's between Darnold and Corral, it's going to be Darnold. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there, I mean, there aren't that many legitimate quarterback competitions. And there usually aren't like in the NFL. I think that the legitimate ones are Seattle as of now. <laughs> like mm-hmm. if it's Locke versus Smith, I think that's legitimate. And uh, then um, the Falcons are legitimate competition. Okay. So what else was on there? Oh, no, that's it for news. So the only thing we have to do is the, uh, if you made it this far in the show, I appreciate you. Like the video, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell, leave a comment, especially if you're watching after. Leave a comment in the live yes. stream. That really helps, but really helps to watch the video. Most of our views, I'd say, depending on the week, it's at least 80%. Sometimes up to 90% of the views on this show are after the show is not live. I think most people, you know, we, we interact with the chat, but it's not like Ask DLF, which is specifically an ask question show. Like mm-hmm. we have segments and, and stuff. Like this is less of a live show and more of a hybrid podcast thing. Uh, especially in the off season and in, in the regular season, I feel like it's more, more planning for it to be more of a question show, but uh, you know, this is more, this is more of a podcast. So yeah, uh, most of our views are after. So if you're watching this after yeah, leaving a comment really helps yes. the algorithm. So, uh, you know, but of course subscribing and, and hitting the bell yeah. and all that, but commenting really helps with this video. It, YouTube think if you comment on the video, YouTube thinks that it's like a hot video and then it just keeps showing up in other people's feeds and it snowballs and snowballs and snowballs. Mm-hmm. So just keep that in mind. Oh, thank you. Um, all right. Did you get the randomizer up for the- It was Patreon four giveaway? names, correct? Uh, yeah. Can you read them back to me? 
it was hold on i can bring it up on this i don't think any of them were real names but they, they weren't i don't think were, yeah but that's okay i think i can find all of these people uh, chrome tab i got a random wheel a wheel what? all right a wheel I got a wheel oh my god you really do have a wheel okay there is one real name in there there is two 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 yeah yeah all right I already so, thought that I typed them. Oh boy. Oh my god. We can actually see the wheel. We can actually see the wheel. Yep. All right. I don't I, think I don't think there were any uh last minute entries into the contest. So uh let's spin the wheel. All right. And you can see I haven't spun it at all. So just you know. All right. All right. Spin the wheel. Give it, give it a go. All right, let's go. So we're spinning the wheel. So whoever it lands on is getting a free month of my five dollar tier for July. Or just starting now until the end of July. Okay. So Justin Tech, I know who you are. So I will find you on right. Twitter. Uh, you were here in the chat, weren't you? I think he was, yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. So I know where you are on YouTube. But I will I will find you. Uh, and I will give you your free, uh, yeah, from now until July 31st. And then if you want to continue, we'll, uh, we'll uh, figure. Oh, there he is. <laughs> he is here. There he is. Uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll find you on Twitter, and uh, I'll give that to you. Otherwise, next week, I think we will continue with wide receivers, because why not? Uh, we have... Next week, we... Okay. So, yeah. So, the, that's it for the show. Next week, the show will be on... So, Monday is July 4th. So, we're not going to record on July 4th. So, we are going to do the show Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Eastern. I will put out the link to the show early. Mm -hmm. So just make sure you hit the bell so you're notified about it. Uh, make sure, you know, if you subscribe, you'll be notified about it as well and eventually in your feed. But yeah, Tuesday, week from tomorrow at 2 p.m. Eastern is actually when we're going to do next week's show to avoid recording on July 4th. Um, so just keep that in mind. Uh, and yeah. I know, I know it's been a little confusing with all of the, there's been more time changes than normal. I promise once we get into the season, we won't take, during the season, I'm too busy. I, the show can't change time. It'll be, we'll pick one time and we will stick to it no matter what. Yeah. Even holidays, like I'll just, we'll just do the show at that, at, at whatever the time is. But, uh, you know, it, see, there are a good amount of holidays. Been some yeah, holidays. on a Monday, on a Monday this year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, July 4th is not always on a Monday, which is kind of I know, but this year it feels like all the holidays have been landed on Mondays. Yeah, July 4th is the one that, like, moves days. So, yeah, that one. Having that one on a Monday is, like, an extra one. But, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so if you're still here, follow us on uh, Twitter. Yeah. Where you can see mostly football from me and then some other stuff. I may. There's my nails. I, my friend, Ayushi, did this. So, thank you, Ayushi, uh, for painting my nails. I appreciate you. Uh, and, yeah, other than that. Uh, yeah, I might, I might, I know Dynasty Outhouse is big on nail pan, nail polish. I've seen him with his nails, so uh, I'm glad I could join that club. And then, uh, yeah, next week on Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, we'll be here. We have no guests; it'll just be the uh, the three of us. Um, and then after that, yeah, have Ask DLF tomorrow at yeah. the regular time. It's me, uh, Cal, and John Hesterman. And uh, yeah, that's it. Have a good day. Yeah, see you. Thanks for watching the show. And I love you. Peace.